The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it happens to be in your general vicinity. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for downloading episode 68, Cartoon Action Hour, as played by Blind Geek, Lion Court, and Anum 5. Okay, so what we have here is a situation where six, yes, count them, six Gutter Skypes episodes in their entirety, full, full length, all there for you to listen to, being released on one day. Why? Because I have time today to do it. Very, very sorry for the generic nature of this announcement and very sorry that you've heard it so many times before. So I won't continue with it. I'll just say that of the six episodes that are being uploaded all at once, I only edited one of them, and that was the Ghostbusters one-shot episode. All of the rest are made available by the diligence and editing frenzy of Blind Geek. So thank you very, very much, Blind Geek, for getting these all ready and up and uh, available for us to hear on the Gutter Skypes. So since this is going to be repeated so many times, I'm not going to continue with it. I'm just going to thank you once again for downloading, and please enjoy whatever this Gutter Skypes episode game happens to be. Here we go. All right, we're all here. We were just discussing Trek. Huh. Has everyone seen it yet? Which I know basically means, Anim, have you seen it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would require leaving the house. Ah, you should. <laughs> it's it's worth it. I'm sure it is. I, I know I'm definitely going to see it at some point, but um, I, I was telling Josh that I haven't heard a, anybody say a bad thing about it yet. Yeah, it's pretty amazing the acclaim that it's receiving. I mean, I expected there'd be a lot of good reviews, but there's always one or two people who just like to spit in someone's chocolate milk or whatever, you know, and none of that. Wow. <laughs> and that should be the name of this episode. What? Just none spit of that? In someone's chocolate milk. Spitting in chocolate no, this episode should be um, redeemed from the clusterfuck that was last week. <laughs> because, uh, geez, could anything have gone worse than, uh, I mean, not last week, last game, I should say. It depends on how you look at it, I guess. <laughs> well, that's true. Everyone could have died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't received my audio book yet, but Amazon packages usually get dropped off around 6 or 7, so I'm not that surprised. Just annoyed because I want it! I ordered the audio book novel of the Trek movie. That's the one that uh, Lion Court's listening to. Yes. Which I'm uh, well into at this point. It's quite good. Quite good. There's a glitch in mine that I'm wondering if it'll be on the... uh, CDs. It's not, nothing major, but it was uh, a bit jarring when you're <laughs> when you're really into the book and you're 
focusing on every single word that he's saying, and then all of a sudden you hear this <laughs> noise come out of your like, <laughs> you're like jump, just... jump three feet. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I've had that happen on Audible books before. I think it's an Audible thing that every once in a while something doesn't get caught when they convert them, and <laughs> that's about I think the second or third time I've run into that. But... You don't miss just, anything. It's just well, they, they just want to make sure you're staying awake. That's right. Yeah, that's when right. you listen to the book, it's like having those little things in the middle of the road. I don't know if uh, do they have those in in SoCal. I don't know if they do. I know in, Red, in here in Redmond they got these things in the middle of the road. You've been driving along, and all of a sudden you hear this because your car goes over the thing. And no joke. Apparently they are to keep make because you you have so many trucks going through. They have those there to make sure anybody who might be falling asleep at the wheel is jarred to wakefulness once again. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I should start speaking like this because that's about the kind of – no, it's not that bad. It's, but, they do, <laughs> but they do have a major highway going through here, so trucks go through here, so that's why they have – Yeah, there's is, a, there was a thing going on here back about, I don't know, five or six months ago, uh, not far from where I live, that uh, was very – bizarre and i'm not even sure what the purpose of it was and i don't think it's there still but if you got on one particular freeway and were driving at a specific speed the idea was supposed to be that traffic was flowing quickly through this area if you were not moving quickly enough it would not happen that when you drove over this particular stretch of freeway they had these giant speakers set up at the side of the freeway <laughs> that, if you were going fast enough, would play the William Towel Overture. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it was very what? strange. What, 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 why? What the hell was that? What? I don't know. Very weird. I mean, if you were going fast enough, you'd only hear the then, 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 and then you'd be gone. I, so. well, yeah, presumably. I, I, I didn't actually experience <laughs> it, but uh, Kara did, and so you can ask oh, her geez. about it on the next podcast but very strange well, there's a video out that kind of combines the two ideas of the rumble strips that wake you up mm-hmm. and playing speakers when you're going fast enough i don't remember the details of who did it and what the music was but going over rumble strips produces a specific tone a specific pitch huh and they laid them out they'd some Somebody figured out it was. It was very similar to uh, one of the things that I kind of wanted to see happen in one of the uh, IDDFOS episodes, but not quite precisely the same thing. They laid the strips out along the highway, and if you were going at the right speed, it played music. Huh, that's weird. I guess they figure if you're going, if you, it's like if you can't, if you can read this, you do not need glasses. Or if you're going this fast, if you well, can hear this experiment. music, you're going. It was- <laughs> It was just an experiment. I mean, they didn't set it up on a major U.S. highway anywhere. They just wanted to see if it could be done and how. And so they went ahead and did it. It should play the Star Trek fanfare. There you go. So those are called rumble strips. See, now that's what I love about you, Adam. You were probably sitting there knowing what I was talking about two seconds into my babbling stream of consciousness trying to describe it and just patiently waited for me to finish. And yeah, so now I know they have a name, rumble strip. That sounds like a uh, Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, they have them here in Jersey. They've had oh, them for a while, but they mainly set them up just before toll collection booths. 
So they that, want to make sure you're awake to give them money. That's right. Yeah, they want to make sure you're awake to give them money, and if you're going to crash, they don't want you to do it into their expensive toll collection. <laughs> wow. And speaking of giving money, have you, since we've been talking about start, we are going to game at some point, I realize, yes, but we're yeah. having fun. Yeah, sure. um, have you told Josh your uh, Tribble story? I don't think so, no. Because... I would have loved it if you had had the balls at the time to sell David Gerald one of your tribbles. <laughs> just, just to see what his reaction would be when he's got these piece of crap. Well, yeah, see, there's the thing. I would have to have been willing to somehow find a way to get home. <laughs> yeah, because it would have been uh, well. You're you're in violation of two things. One, you don't have a dealer's license. Two. You're in violation of copyright. Oh, there's that little snag. It. I forgot and, about that. <laughs> well, yeah, he still pretty much held the copyright to uh, whatever, or at least he had somehow worked out a deal or purchased permission or something from Paramount or Desilu or whoever the hell owned Star Trek at the, in 1976. Um, <laughs> so what? what is the story? I used to make tribbles when I was in high school. That happens store. when you get older. Your body starts to go through changes. You, you know, <laughs> you get Suddenly acne, you, feel like, you make tribbles. Yeah. It's just your voice really... changes. You notice other girls a lot, and you start making tribbles. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. <laughs> there was a store that opened up in Nutley, New Jersey, and they were right there on Main Street in Nutley. They were called the Starfleet Outpost. And they had all kinds of science fiction stuff and comic books and not movies, actually, because it was still too early. I think the beta VHS wars hadn't even started yet. But I'd go in there every once in a while, you know, me and my friend, and we'd either pick up comic books or models or Star Trek crap or whatever. And I started making tribbles, and I brought a couple of them in and the guy liked them and he said these are great can you make more so I was making 15 or 30 dollars a week selling triples to this store he turned around and I think I sold them to him for three and he sold them for five or something like that and I was making them I was making them well I was buying fake fur that actually looked like the triples that were in the original series episode really long long fur and non-detectable seams because I'd sew them up just right so that you couldn't see the seam. That was the whole point. It had to look like a tribble. Right. I wouldn't understand why anybody would make them any differently. And the guy's looking at him and he says, you know, he goes into the back room. He comes back with this little squeaker thing, this little internal plastic or paper or something or other little squeaker thing. He says, you can get these by the gross in Chinatown. I'm a 16-year-old kid. I'm going to go into Chinatown and go <laughs> squeakers like like I didn't have a car and I didn't have a license and this wasn't the kind of thing that I didn't go into New York regularly. <laughs> but anyway, he says, you go get these by the gross in Chinatown, stick them inside the triples to make them squeak. And I'm I'm like, you know, uh, what? first of all, triples never squeaked. <laughs> or they didn't go squeak, squeak, you know, like a little rubber ducky because that's what the sound was making. And I was, I was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I suppose I could. But my kid brother had one of these little toys, one of these little toy moo cow things, a little um, oh, smaller than a tiny can of vegetables. But if you turned the thing over, it made this kind of a right, noise. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So 
I thought, well, that's not terribly removed from some of the <laughs> bits of noises that maybe one or two of them made, whatever. I just didn't like the squeak. Yeah. But I was perfectly content to stick a moo cow thing in this. <laughs> Like, what the hell? So I bought a whole bunch of those things. I went down to the five and dime and, like an idiot, paid retail for for each of these individuals. I I was buying four or five a week and built them up and stuck them inside the Tribbles. Now, could you get the thing that made the 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 moo cow noise? noise, Or would you have to get the moo cow thing and take it apart and take the thing out for each one? No, it was the, the whole entire thing. It wasn't all that big, really. It wasn't all that big. It was about the size of a sh- uh, maybe a little bit wider and a little bit shorter than uh, a salt shaker. Yeah, I've seen them. I used to have one. So you just made yeah. the triple thing around the Mukau thing. Precisely. Okay. Hey, go yeah, on. I- so uh, I went to uh, a Star Trek convention. Um, oh, this would have had to have been 1976 because it was the Bicentennial 10. Hmm. With a, a whole pillowcase full of these suckers. It was a nice big stuffed bag of these things that I brought to the convention, figuring maybe if I catch two or three people at the right place at the right time, I won't get in trouble, and I can maybe sell a couple of these things. So, But it was enough that I could carry one around with me, which was fine. This was like a really big deal because it was 10 years after Star Trek premiered. And it was the Bicentennial of the country. So they called it the Bicentennial 10. And the dealer room was massive. It was absolutely massive. There was table after table. It, was, it took up, I think, two ballrooms in the hotel. And one of the people that was there was David Gerald, the author of The Trouble with Trouble. Oh, uh, like, yes. Yeah. So he was at his table. And he was surrounded by, of course, whatever books he happened to have published at the time and and all his tribbles. His tribbles were crap. <laughs> I mean, they were just – they were crap. They were garbage tribbles. They were cheap fake fur. They weren't quality fake fur. They were cheap, short-haired fake fur. And you can – you didn't even have to pick the thing up. You could look right at the things and see the seam see the sewn edge of where it was put together. And <laughs> I don't remember what he was selling them for. I, I, I might have at some point remembered what he was selling them for, but they were all for sale there, and, and he's grinning up a storm, signing books and shaking hands and selling his garbagey crap tribbles. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine. So I walk a couple of tables down. I don't know how far away from me. I was probably like 20 or 30 feet away from where he was selling his troubles. And I'm looking at some stuff uh, on some other table. Some guy was selling books, magazines, posters, or models of phasers. I'm telling you, what they were selling at that Bicentennial 10 was, compared to what's available now, if the stuff that was available now was available then, I would have killed my brother. (laughs) (laughs) So the the communicator – I'm sorry, a communicator that you flip open that makes that noise. Oh, yes. And and it also happens to be a a calculator, you know. Yeah, and the phaser and the tricorder, all the rest of the stuff that's out now. They were selling kits to make those – not even the finished thing. Kits to put them together yourself with the electronics for like $120 to $200. Please. And and a bunch of others, uh, 
other crap that's like wasn't even remotely. Anyway, I'm looking at the table, and I turned one of the tribbles on my arm, and it made the moo cow noise. And the guy that was behind the table, he was dressed in an engineering smock. I mean, he was in uniform, yeah. Federation uniform. Hmm. He practically pulled me over the table. He practically grabbed me by the rappel, lapels and pulled me over the table and said, where did you get that? Oh, my God, it's amazing. I said, listen to the sound of this. And he turns it. And I said, where did you get that? And I said, I'm making myself. This is fantastic. You got any more? And he pulled me around back behind the table to where he was. And he's looking at it. And he's looking for the seams. He can't find the seams. He sees it's a quality piece of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turns it again. And then somebody on the other side of the table who's looking at his stuff says, oh, that's cool. Where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> and he puts it in the guy's hand, and he he, he he turns to the guy, he says, five bucks. Guy hands him five bucks immediately, he takes the trouble out of my hands, puts it in the guy's hand, takes the five bucks, sticks it in my pocket. He says, you got any more of these, you know where to come. Nice. So 20 feet away from David Gerald, I violated his copyright, <laughs> sold a quality trouble right under his nose, and the hell with him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they actually have you selling the you know new tribbles too at the um, Comic Con last year. Did they call them tribbles? Oh yeah, yeah. They were the, they f- the, one of the official Star Trek tables or whatever. Well, they finally got over that. Okay. Oh, all right. Official Trek. Because yeah. when the guy told me that I could sell these things, he said he could sell them too, and he was selling them in his shop. But he was calling them Earthborn Buffarillos. <laughs> oh, wow. Then. Yeah, because you can't copyright a ball of fluff. You can't copyright a round piece of fake fur. Right. But you can copyright the name Tribble. So he couldn't use the name Tribble. He called them Earthborn Buffarillos as if, you know. And he would, of course, you know, if, if somebody came in to buy the things, he would be smiling very wide when he said it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what they are. They're Earthborn, Earthborn Buffarillos. Buffarillos. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> It was a, they were two partners. They were, they were uh, Vietnam vets that had always been into science fiction and s- comics and Star Trek and all the rest of that stuff. And they decided to go into business together and open up this Starfleet outpost. And the saddest part of the story was that these guys just couldn't make a go of it. They, there was just not enough demand for science fiction stuff to keep their store open. They had a really nice location on the main strip in Nutley. Which is not a big city, or, but it's just an outlying town mm. in the urban sprawl. But they had to shut their doors. And the saddest thing is they shut their doors six months before Star Wars opened. Yeah. Ouch. That's yeah. Ouch, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, well, if they could have hung on for like another seven or eight months, they would have needed to open new locations. Yes, that sound that was heard all over Jersey... Uh uh, in May of 1977 was the sound of one of those guys saying, Damn it all to hell! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a great recounting, sir. You uh, tell I, a I, hell of a story. I, it was <laughs> <laughs> one of the high points of a very tame life. <laughs> so... <laughs> You were a triple dealer in your youth. I was a, 
I always dribbled you. Yeah, that's one of the. Uh, you one, dealt one in of, illegal tribbles. My that's life right. is a teenage tribble dealer. You think thirty years later uh, the <laughs> copyright police would come after me? I guess now it would be. Uh, well, hell, they've got some pretty nasty characters to come after me from Nevada. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Send you, you could still out call them trooples, and no one could say a damn thing. So you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remembered it incorrectly. I called them. Uh, Epicacuanas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did either one of you go to the Star Trek experience? Uh, yeah, we both did together, yep. actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's back. It's coming yeah, back. Yeah, I hear it's they reopened back. it. Or they're going to reopen yeah, it. They're, or go- they're going to. They have not yet. But yeah, they're working on it. And yeah. it's going to be more original series slanted now. Which I have absolutely no problem with whatsoever. No, I, in fact, uh, I embrace it quite uh, readily. Yeah, what the and hell? It's, yeah, I now have reason to go to Vegas again because I don't gamble and I don't generally. The vibe of Vegas gets on my nerves after about oh a weekend, but <laughs> uh, I've gone to see it I think three times, including the time we went. In fact, uh, uh, Mel and I had our honeymoon. Sounds so cheesy with that movie out and everything, but we had our honeymoon in Vegas, and <laughs> and uh, it was primarily so I could take her to see the Star Trek experience. <laughs> oh, excellent! Yeah, and we ended. Up, she ended up getting us the uh, backstage. They have a backstage thing that they used to do where if you paid, I think it was total like 50 bucks because it's like 30 bucks for the day and then $20 for the backstage tour. And that was really cool. You got to see uh, how they did some of the effects. And uh, my only thing I didn't like about it was that they show you all this stuff before you actually experience the experience. And I thought it would be better to do that when, uh, I mean, I guess technically you could because they had it at certain times. But if you went in for like the first thing of the day and you wanted to do it that way, then you would go on the tour before you actually rode the experience, which if you've done it before, I guess they assume if you're taking the tour, you've probably ridden it before or gone Hmm. through it. So if you had the choice, skipping the the behind-the-scenes stuff and having the experience first and then doing the the behind-the-scenes stuff is the best way to go. I think so, because then you get to go, wow, that's really cool, and then then find out how uh, they did it. I, I loved the Ferengi guy that ran the, uh, the gift shop that was, kept trying to sell his crap. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't have that, but I do have this abridged audiobook that you might be interested <laughs> in. Was um, it? Uh, I can't remember which time this was, so this may have been the time you and I went, so you may want to smack me in the back of the head but uh there was a klingon who we who uh yeah, that, I think that was the time I, I was there because we yeah. had the the ferengi and the klingon arguing across our table in quark's bar right but was the klingon <laughs> was the klingon bagging on uh or referring to george w bush uh, I think what, a, what a great what a great president you know, it was finally yeah, nice that we yeah, finally yeah, had a yeah, warrior yeah. in office in this in our in our uh uh, it was quite funny. Was. And because he was Klingon, it didn't come off as, why are you putting politics in my Star Trek? Because if you think about it, from a, even though, I mean, I won't go into my views on the whole thing, but, but uh, from a Klingon perspective, Bush would be a great, uh, you know, <laughs> president. So, oh, yeah. so it, was, it was quite funny. It was, and they've got these people just ro- ro- roaming around in character the entire, the entire time. And oh, uh, so cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Really fun. 
because you can you can immerse yourself into it and just forget that they're obviously actors wearing costumes, improvising. You know, and they were very good at what they did. Yes, I mean, yeah. The Ferengi, all the, the both the Ferengi that we met while I was there had the voice down and the personalities down, just to an absolute. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Yeah, the person. Yeah, and they 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 talked with, and you could tell that they knew more than just like. I would imagine if you were going to do something like this, you'd be briefed on a certain amount of, oh, they're greedy. They, you know, this is what you're supposed to act like. This guy, one of them knew, uh, there was a woman who was, he was kind of flirting with, and uh, she started kind of caressing his ears. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you give really good umaks. And I just started cracking up because I thought, oh, that is so cool. They get because most people, even if they know what a Ferengi is, they're not going to necessarily know what Umox is. But the fact that he did, I mean, she did as well, which made it even better because she was just playing right along. It was, it's just fun for that reason. You can just forget what, what, where you really are and just, and just, it is the Star Trek experience. I mean, when they first started it, it was just this ride that you went on and it became so much more over the years that they did it. Well, I hope they had all the drinks in Quark's bar. You could try out all the different Star Trek drinks. And I mean, it was obviously (laughs) sorry and brandy. Yeah. Yeah. They could buy cases of Romulan ale. Yeah. They, they took, um, brandy and added and mixed it with banana schnapps. And colored it, I think green, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I might be whatever color Saurian brandy is in the show if they show it. And uh, that was that was uh, Saurian brandy, and it was uh, it was five bucks a shot. But by God, I got to drink Saurian brandy. I don't care that I know what how they made it. The point is, you got to drink Saurian damn brandy, and that was just awesome. <laughs> So oh, that's of the nth degree. Proud of it. Thank you very much. Surely you want some Antarian glow water. <laughs> I use that to polish the flame gems. That's right. <laughs> that was uh, the other related thing to the triple thing. Why can't I remember the... <sighs> Roger C. Carmel was mud. Why can't I remember the name that you guys know this? You have to know this. The name of the actor that played Cyrano Jones. Uh, this Josh, you're going to have to help because I don't know uh, this. Yeah, I don't remember either. But I know, okay. I know who you're talking about. But yeah, he was one of the panel people in one of the um, um, events or whatever. The fans come in, listen, and talk and ask questions, the rest of that stuff. He was one of the people on the panel, and I I got myself into a front row. And I uh, had a couple more tribbles on me at the time, and it hadn't gotten started yet, and it was still pretty quiet. And I turned one of them, and it made the moo cow noise. And he looked down in my direction, and he saw it, and he said, I think that means it has to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. You got your cow in the- my tribble. Did it really? <laughs> In the uh, in the end credits of the new Trek movie, they actually some piece of music in the movie. I think I think it might be the music they play in the bar scene. Eric, I yeah. can't remember now. But anyway, some piece of music is is actually credited to Cyrano Jones in the <laughs> end credits. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. One other uh, little Trek related uh, story that you just reminded <laughs> me of. 
the uh, there's a website called Go Animate. Have either of you heard of this site? No. It's basically no. it's a it's a very visual thing, but it's kind of fun. I, I was doing it with my sister a couple of months ago. They, basically, they give you all these little uh, characters and locations and stuff, and you can create little animated cartoons. You get the characters to talk and make different expressions and walk around and do whatever. And that, they've added a whole Star Trek section. So that's all the original Star Trek crew and locations <laughs> on the Enterprise and on Vulcan and all these different things and tribbles and all this stuff. So <laughs> it's pretty fun. You can put background music in the scenes and so on and so forth. And it's, it's kind of cool. One of the first ones that I ever watched on there that somebody else had put together you need a sighted person to help because otherwise you have absolutely no idea what's going on. But right. uh, it was uh, a recreation of that scene at the end of the uh, tri- you know, toward the end of the Trouble of Tribbles episode where they're trying to figure out what happened to all the Tribbles. Right. Mm-hmm. Except that in in this case, it's going through it. It's doing exactly exactly like the episode, right down to you know all the dialogues exactly the same. Except that when it gets to the very very end, it turns out that. Scotty has put all of the tribbles into the food replicators on the Enterprise <laughs> and is serving them as meals. And, <laughs> and it turns out the name of, of the uh, cartoon is A Quibble with Nibbles. <laughs> that was funny. My chicken sandwich and coffee. This, this is my, my chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich and, coffee. and coffee. I want to take the I don't care what you have to do, I want them off my ship. Is it that tribbles taste like chicken, or chicken tastes like tribbles? Uh, speaking of... Thing, nobody could figure out, uh, at least I couldn't figure it out at the end. It's like, Scott, you didn't transport them into space. Captain, that would be inhuman. But it was perfectly fine. That's right. <laughs> to put them on the Klingon the- ship where they're probably going to smash them into puree anyway. Because they yeah, just spend whatever the next two or three months or weeks or whatever incinerating the things or slowly pulling their hair out. You know. Yeah, you know that we we think serial killers in this in in our society pull the wings off butterflies. Well, in Klingon knees, it's pull the fur off tribbles. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a button. I got a button from right around that era. I don't think it was that particular convention, probably one of the earlier ones. The same guy that draws uh, Girl Genius, uh, online comic called Girl Genius, was drawing back then, I think. Either that or he stole directly from this guy's style, but it's a picture of a Klingon stomping on something. You can't tell what it was. And the caption reads, they make such a nice sound when you squish them. God. And speaking of food and Star Trek, Josh, you either told a story incorrectly or I misheard you. And I finally heard it the way it was supposed to be and went, oh, that's why that's funny. Because I was kind of flake-eating you at the time. It was the Burger King thing where they're training you to keep their food from being captured by... And you said the Klingons, the Burger Klingons. And I thought, okay, that's... That's interesting. It's Kingons. Yeah, you heard me wrong. I heard you wrong. Apparently, okay, because I thought, man, that actually it makes more sense. It's funny now, but yeah, I, I thought maybe I heard you wrong because usually you're not one to screw up a thing like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I, uh, uh, I always wanted the T-shirt that says "He's dead, Jim." You get his tricorder, I'll get his wallet. wallet. 
my my sister has um, has a cafe press shop where she's selling a bunch of stuff, including uh, some Star Trek related shirts and things right now. Some of which are. Um, I didn't always look this way. There was a transporter accident. <laughs> that was good. Trekkie, the next generation, and it's on a maternity shirt. Oh, jeez. So that was pretty funny. And then my personal favorite says, uh, uh, a product of late 20th century genetic engineering. <laughs> <laughs> She's also got one that's got a silhouette of the of a hand doing the Vulcan salute, and underneath it, it says, Trek you. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Soon awesome. to take part in the eugenics wars. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, I love the one with the, uh, you get his tricorder, I'll get his I'll wallet. Get his wallet. That's awesome. Yeah, good, stuff. good stuff. That would have been the one thing that they have to put it in the next movie. What's that? Is is having McCoy say at some point, he's dead, Jim. It, ne- it needs to be in there. The problem is, and I, I understand it. They, that that line was actually even in originally in the Star Trek Six, and they're they couldn't. They, anytime you want to do that, you lose the poignancy of whoever's dead is dead. Yeah, that's true because, because it's, it's, a, it's such a yeah. It's not yeah. That's the problem. Was it in Star Trek Six? It, it, oh, it was going to be. Oh, it was going to be, and then the they script, did. and they ended up not using it because it yeah, screwed up. Because it's because it was the scene with the the Chancellor. You know? Oh, I know exactly where it would be. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's true. Because when he when he says that now, it's become such a uh, dun 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 thing that yeah, yeah. it would kind of take your mind out of the story. Yeah. Yeah. But it would still it's it's too bad because it's such an iconic. They got McCoy. everything else in there. That yeah, they did. To be in there. So uh, yeah, they did. I can't bitch too much. Oh, I'm not bitching. I just it would be cool to see him deliver. I mean, I'm sure as the actor playing McCoy, since he was such a fan of the series. That that would be like, I mean, right up there with the I'm a doctor, not a thing would be. I'd be like, let me, you know, film a scene with me saying that. You can cut it. I don't care. I just want to say, as McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) So the camera tilt back and forth and roll around on the on the bridge and just say, I'm a doctor, not a pinball. (laughs) You know, that's that's where the Enterprise crew works out. In the he's dead. Oh God! <laughs> so, I'm, I've been go- I'm, I've been googling uh, these past few minutes trying to find a triple sound effect. <laughs> you know what's sad is I actually have the triple sound effect on my hard drive at this moment. Oh, okay. How sad is that? Well, I know I have it on CD along with a whole bunch of other stuff. It's yeah, just that it's yeah. gonna—it's either gonna be on a shelf somewhere above me or uh, in the basement. And well, I, was, I was looking to load something in and play it, but <laughs> it would have been anticlimactic. <laughs> I want the one. I like the one that they make when they're when they're pissed off. Yeah, yeah. That, that just, weird thing that they yeah. that they do. Now that everyone, yeah, that must have felt sounded good over the. It seems to be enough uh, to, to have some guy risk his life and prison. <laughs> it's like, you going to talk? If you don't talk, I'll, it'll make the screech sound at you again. Yeah. Oh, God. I wonder what that guy must have felt like 20, 25 years later. 
getting the phone call in Hollywood or wherever the hell he lived saying, uh, remember that part you did in Star Trek years and years ago? Well, we want you to come back and play him again in Deep Space Nine. That's what? <laughs> that was a great episode, though, man. That was awesome. Oh, that was fantastic. It was so superbly done. Absolutely superbly the done. The triple one that you're talking about? Yeah. 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 It was, that was yeah. awesome. And I love the reaction that Worf gave because this was way before Enterprise was going to come along and explain this. And I actually kind of liked the fact that they said, Mr. Worf, how come these Klingons look different from you? And he just pauses and says, it's not a story we like to talk about. <laughs> or something to that effect. And that's, that's all we get. And it's just like, I, I love that. It's just, it just acknowledges I love, it. I love the way the, that Enterprise handled it, though. It, yeah. I mean, it was just sheer brilliance. That whole last season was. Yeah. All right. I suppose we should play. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping this episode goes well. I'll just tell you up front. I did not prepare this one nearly as extensively as uh, some of the other ones. But Well, you I, were in Pennsylvania for a while. Yeah, yep. I, was, I was there till Thursday night, and then I was extremely busy over the weekend. But um, Well, having had to prep for a thing in one – well – Essentially, in, in one day after my vacation, you have a high standard to be held to, sir. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did pretty well. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, when la- last we met, you and your f- past selves had all uh, rushed to the location of the Leprechaun Village, which has been wiped out by the river of lava from the volcano, much to Lucas's. Dismay. And uh, Valamir had lured you there by doing that, and he is holding a device with which he can cause something terrible to happen to Blade Star, and he is demanding the helmet and the shield of Zim. Let's pick up the action here, shall we? Sit back, relax, and enjoy! enjoy. Miniature theater. <laughs> Captive <laughs> souls. Um, yeah, um, Captain uh, souls. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I would. I. This is uh, Blade Star talking to to. Uh, remember, former or past or oh present? God, are they still here? Can they go away? You, you can, can. You can send them away, but you guys. Yeah, have not you know done you that. got. You, you guys, uh, we've screwed things up enough. I think we should. I don't know. I was enjoying the double mint hour. <laughs> double mint. Yes, but at least we could have some gum to go along with it. It was particularly interesting to find out just how similar and how different Shaylee was. <laughs> the new one, the old one. Now the new one is a little bit like the old one, and the old one doesn't understand why she doesn't. Obey the mistress, and now yeah. she's got like a she's got a, a rock arm and a rock nose, and <laughs> missing. <you know. laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think she has a nose anymore, rock or otherwise, does she? Yeah, she's got a stone tip of her nose and a stone arm, if I remember correctly. Yep, that, that it was fused on. on. It was fused on by the princess, but uh, well, that's right. Was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dig in a bag and find a piece of nose that fell off. That was 
God. Just pick up a pebble off the ground and just solder it. That's true. If I... Could have put a Nautilus shell up there instead. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the previous Shaylee, who's wearing the helmet, is still in stone form. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I believe That's so. right, because that was a big thing. She put the helmet on, and yet she... Wait. Right. We thought she was going to turn back. Yes. But she's still wearing the helmet, but she's still right. stone. But the right. present Shaylee... Well, the present day Shaylee attempted to take her helmet off, they both froze. Right. That's right. Yeah. I had a question about the shields. Uh, is the old me and the new me both holding a shield? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, there could be two helmets and two shields. Well, no, there's only one helmet. There's only one helmet, which is the one that the past Shaley is wearing. And there's only one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it the only one. I don't know how it worked out to be that way, but it was that way in the last game. They, uh, the helmets, the uh, if I remember correctly, and I should look back at my notes, but I'm not going to. The uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, helmet just wasn't there uh, when you went back in time, but she was stoned again and able to move around without the helmet. Okay, so uh, so then we should assume that the present day uh, Smack Chain more doesn't have the shield, but the old Smack Chain more yeah, does. I think that's what we're going to do, just because uh, we never specified so. Yeah, so when we went back in time, I no longer had the shield, but the old me did. Okay. Right. Fair enough. That's fine. All right. Okay. Hand over the shield and helmet of Zim. No. What What was the middle part again? <laughs> <laughs> Your life will be winding down very rapidly if you do not hand them over. Yes, but I'll live by the principle that I will not be giving you the ability to go between planets or whatever the hell the ability is. It's been so long since we've... I would rather live my life by the principle of not giving you the ability to combine these forces... Don't you mean die your death? Oh, please. You don't scare. You forget. I. You may have made me, but. <laughs> Where am I going with this? <laughs> you may have made me, but I, in, in my time while you were in the process of that, saw you when you were not so uh, sure of yourself, so confident as you are now. I see. He raises his hand with the device in it. Blade Star. Yes. Is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> That's my final answer, Smack. Are you sure you don't want to use the helpline help or whatever that was called? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we at Captive Souls are years ahead of our time. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm I am not willing to sacrifice Blade Star's life for these artifacts. However, I'm perfectly content to allow him to <laughs> sacrifice his life. Sacrifice his life. <laughs> it, begins, oh, you. That, that's, it begins this, to snow. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Is it actual snow or is it ash from the volcano? 
It's actual snow, which is Ooh. odd because it's a very warm day. Well, then it's not sticking, which means it's more... <laughs> because less- that's important right now. <laughs> you're about to die, and you're worried... Commenting on the snow not sticking. I'm about. It, it, I'm so well. Yeah, but come on. It's snowing. It's. I, it's a little weird, but it's not death threatening. Death threatening. How about life threatening? Life threatening. <laughs> no, it's threatening that I'm going to die. That's death threatening, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, Valamir is to smack chain more what Darth Vader is to Han Solo, as in when the door slides open and he sees him there. He draws that blaster and fires. No questions asked, no moment lost. Just, oh, it's you. Die. So having given Bladestar the opportunity to make his decision, and having heard his decision, I'm going to attack this bastard. Cool. Well, before you get a chance to. Thank God. (laughs) 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 Phew. I would like Blade Star. Who's got the hyper awareness? I can't remember. Me. That would be Blade, Blade Star. All right, roll your hyper awareness. Which reminds me, I should probably open the dice rolling program. That would be helpful in rolling mm. dice. Good lord, it's been so long since we've played. I roll the die and add it to the stat. Okay. Oh, hell. Yeah, okay, this is good. The first roll of the new game series, and it's a one. A one. All right. Well, I mean, total of. Six, but I rolled a one. Well, no, it's a one, so. so it's an extra bad flub. Right. So it doesn't even matter what you had to do. Yeah. You notice... This is going to seriously undermine my bravado, isn't it? You notice that you've got snowflakes in your eyebrows. <laughs> Which is not what I was hoping for. Do you have any sort of perception, anything that uh, you can use there, uh, Smack? That's what I'm looking for here. And if not, then I'll just have you roll and... I don't actually think I do. I don't believe I added anything like that to... No, I just kept adding... I added Nimbus of Nimbleness and Gravity Well, or Gravity... Hammer of Shenseen. I did not add awareness, so... All right. I'm just going to roll... And I get a six. You, on the other hand, unlike your (laughs) partner in crime, notice that Valamir no longer appears to be moving at all. I wasn't aware he was moving. Oil can. (laughs) (laughs) Oil can. Wait, who isn't? Wait, wait. Who isn't moving? Valamir. That's what I thought he said. Mr. Badass, who we, who we hate so much. Okay, so yeah. this apparently is not being caused by him. It's starting to snow harder, and there is a noise coming from the sky. Okay, somebody's bringing in an F-22. What the hell's going on? Asks previous Shaley. <laughs> I don't know, says current day Shaley. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Blade Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we better get under something because it's starting to get cold, and we don't want to rust our cyber parts. 
Okay, says past Blade that Star. That sounds really wrong. Yes, it Just does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, our cyber part. We, yeah. Those of us that have had their cyber parts rusted know just how painful that can be. Uh, it can be quite you inconvenient. You suffer from cyber part rust. Try. This episode of Captive Souls is brought to you by you Viagra. <laughs> oh, crap. I cannot find my character sheet. Actually, it's brought to you by Cyagra to keep those cybernetic parts up and running. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's bad. I can't. Uh, that stuff sound like those should have been my lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. All right, gravity goes squeaking sucker for sincerity. Narrow. Narrow purpose, wide of mm, boots and grammar. Mickle might. No, uh, no, no perception added whatsoever. <laughs> I, I've decided that it's okay for him to be dense. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I just had a momentary panic attack because I couldn't find like the sheet that told me who I am. <laughs> you had a uh, you had an identity crisis. I had an identity crisis. Yeah, for, I don't know what uh, the rule is for that. If you don't have a cliche that works for some, I don't think they say you can't do. You just are at a severe penalty, but I can't remember. Yeah, what well, the you penalty. start at zero, I guess, right? I yeah. guess you, yeah, you, that's right. You just add the uh, just the dice roll. You just the yeah. die roll, or you may even have a like a minus two or something like that. But we, I don't remember. So no, I think we'll just, just the dice roll. Okay. So Valamir is immobile, as n- no longer speaking. And is holding on to this control but not doing anything. Exactly. He is uh, frozen in place, and the snow is coming down faster, and there is a low rumble from the sky. Do we see any kind of cover other than trees, like nearby? Oh, just trees. Lots of trees. Okay, but the blade stars... <laughs> sounds weird. The blade stars move under separate trees to get under a canopy of branches to keep the... Snow, at least on some level, off of their cyber parts. I think the chain moors follow their example. <laughs> As do the shade leaves. And to the tree line away the from three the rock groups that we. The <laughs> <laughs> leaves, the blade stars, and the, and the, and the chain, chain moors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coming uh, into Alapalooza. Or the, only one, the only one that really qualifies as a rock group would be the Shaylees. <laughs> the uh, lion cubs. They're constantly stoned, though. So that the, <laughs> they're a rock group. Yes. Yes. The uh, the lion cub sits on the present day Smack's feet. The leprechaun sits on the past incarnation of Blade Star's shoulder. What's to his annoyance? Haven't you got a four-leaf clover or something you could go find? Hopyarshaft. <laughs> okay, first of all, he's Scottish, not Irish. Second of all, he's... Third of all... Scottish, and... not Irish. <laughs> and thirdly, this is the Trek-themed episode in honor of Federation Day. Anyway. Chainmore looks down at the lion cub. Fisher Price! Attack! Attack Valamir while he's not moving! Go for the crotch! 
I just remembered that that was the first thing we wanted to do when we resumed play, and I forgot. Yeah, what the hell are we doing? He's not moving. I fire my uh, laser eye at him. All right. I don't know if this goes against the 80s code of conduct or not, but to me, our main bad guy has threatened us and is now immobile. To not take advantage of that would be stupid. Should I be rolling my quirky prototype detriment dice with all this stuff? Because I just thought about that. The laser eyes part of his cybernetic makeup. Uh, yeah, only when I specify. Direct. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Twelve. Well, I, I figure you got to work properly to some extent. So. Well, it doesn't mean I'm not going to work properly. It just means there's a chance that I won't I, work properly. But I, but I, I always have to take I, I a usually, lower. I'm, I'm going to usually make you use the detriment dice when you're trying to do something really out of the ordinary. So okay. to me, this would not qualify. Okay, cool. That's better for me. Uh, if you rolled a twelve. I mean, a total of 12, not a, not a critical. Okay. Uh, you uh, you fire. Of course, it's uh, basically point-blank range, and he's not moving. Unfortunately, the laser bounces off of him and comes back and hits you. Take a setback oh. token. Oh! That didn't quite go as planned. That really harsh Jermello, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, pres- That's not about right. I'm just mad about saffron. Pre- <laughs> Pre- present day uh, Chainmore, present day Smack is going to uh, bolt as fast as he can at Valamir and uh, trying to take that control out of his hand. All right. The low rumble from the sky is getting louder. That's why he's going to bolt. <laughs> yeah. Should I roll for this? Yes. Okay. Wait, I'm assuming you're rolling nimble. Your nimble number. Nimbus of nimbleness. <laughs> Ooh, dig it. Nimble eight. Nimble. Uh, nimbus of nimbleness I put at six. So eight and six is 14. All right. You run uh, over uh, to him and snatch at the device. Two things. Well, one thing doesn't happen and one thing does you're unable to pry it from his grasp it seems to be almost like it's fastened to him the other thing is that you notice that it is extremely cold okay I sense a scene here owie (laughs) I'm gonna run back to the tree line (laughs) it's snowing harder there's a white ball in the sky uh, seems to be the source of the low rumble, and it is descending toward you. Uh, apparently it's a ball of coldness or something. It's a snowball. It looks yeah. like one. It's a okay. very, 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 very large one. Hmm. Like the size of a decent-sized house. I don't suppose I could conjure up a heater out of my out of my past self's arm <laughs> because if you have extreme cold and then you put extreme heat it could be very bad for our friend here. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Uh, you can do uh, you can try to do whatever you like. 
Can we get Lucas to perch on Valamir's shoulder and set him on fire? <laughs> I, think, I think the idea of your former self lugging around a heater out of his arm for the rest of the game is quite entertaining. Well, you notice I picked my former self to do that, so I don't get stuck with it. This is true. Your laser yeah. idea went so very well, you know. Well, <laughs> that's what I like about your blade star. You just keep trying. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to kill that little... Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, the thing is, otherwise we're just sitting here, and that's stupid. And the white ball descends and comes to what is a sort of landing (laughs) in your midst. Okay, I'm glad I'm wearing my catcher's midst. Does it open or anything, or does it just settle in the snow? So far, it has only settled in the snow. However, you do notice that there is a, what almost looks like a hatch in the side of the giant snowball. Okay. Present Bladestar wanders over to the hatch and looks for a handle or something of that sort. You see nothing, but as you're standing there, the hatch opens and smacks you hard on the top of the head. (laughs) Oh, come on. I could get... Okay. Boom. Oh, no. See, that's what I like about you. You just keep trying. (laughs) Is he still perched on my shoulder? Your past self's shoulder, yes. Oh, that's right. Okay. Damn. Okay, my past self... Reaches over and shoves him off violently. You're a bleeding uh, bastard. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky I didn't have my sword out. He wanders over to uh, Smack and sits down next to the lion cub. Yeah, very crowded feet. Apparently. (laughs) I have a sardine for Fisher Price. I don't have anything for you, Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. A uh, ramp descends from the hatch. Cue yes. the Close Encounters music. Yeah, Blade Stark gets the hell out of the way this time. <laughs> A figure appears in the hatch and begins walking down. Past Smack Chainmore steps forward. Ba weep grana meet Niniba. <laughs> the figure looks at you blankly. He and appears... Blade Star steps forward and says, "Mickey, Mickey, Lula, Mickey, Lou." <laughs> waka, waka. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, Tambo. That's right. Yes. Ting, ting, walla, walla, bing, bang. All right. Uh, the figure is uh, appears to be, although completely animate. It looks like he's made out of snow and ice. However, he's mostly ice. He's uh, got a lot of cracks and uh, pits in his surface. There is the symbol of a snowflake on his chest. Greetings. We are the Knights of Sanchin. Chanzin. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> You don't sound sure. It's just the coldness has 
affected my speech vocalizer. As opposed to just That's your vocalizer. Story, I'm sticking to it. Do you have do you have other sorts of vocalizers? <laughs> yes, in case I want to Snorting scream vocalizer. or shout or snort. <laughs> I see. As my friend has said, we are the Knights of Shenzhen, and I hope we may call you friend. I know exactly who you are. That's why I'm here. Are you from Georgia? <laughs> That's why I'm here. Did you come from Atlanta originally? He strolls over to you. There seems to be a whole lot more of you than I was expecting. And thereby well, hangs a tale. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain it some other time. I see. If you are to be credited with the difficulty that Valamir is now suffering, you have our thanks. Yes, that was my Sorry. doing. I couldn't let him destroy you. And both, we are grateful. Both Chainmores bow in thanks. I forgot. My name is Chill. Chill. <laughs> I'm a funky fresh cat. Actually, the funky fresh cat is at uh, Smack's feet over there. It suits well with your disposition. I thought so. So, um, yeah, I'm here because I was in need of your services. And how may we assist you, Chill? <laughs> first Mr. Chill first I need to make sure that the incapacitation of your enemy over here is sufficient payment to uh, warrant for well ask for a favor in turn if you catch my drift so to speak Maybe I sort of do, but Skype is acting very strangely, and I'm only and I'm getting rather fuzzy reception from. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of get the gist. What did you miss? Uh, you want to make sure the incapacitation. So apparently, he's agent. <laughs> of uh, are you making fun of the way that I speak? <clears throat> Not at all. I'm simply trying to pin down your nationality, sir. <laughs> may we may we beg one further favor of you, Chill? Yeah, here, yeah, I was making sure that the incapacitation of your enemy is sufficient payment to ask you for a favor. Oh. Are well, you hearing the on, words well, that are coming out of my mouth? Coming out of my mouth! <laughs> I am now. <laughs> Can you smell what the chill is cooking? <laughs> I don't like so if cooking. You, if you serve, chill, if you milk. serve the... F <laughs> if you serve the forces of good and justice, then we would need no payment. 
Well, if you're the nicest in steam, why in hell would I come looking for you if I wasn't on the sides of goodness and rightness and goodness? Then you have simply to let us know what your difficulty is and what we may do that will remove so your difficulty. I have to tell you, our track record leaves much to be desired of late. So, uh, <laughs> yes, if we don't accomplish your task, you will at least be thoroughly entertained. <laughs> Well, that's good. I could use some entertainment. It's been a rough week. May I request and that yeah, uh, you release some portion of Valamir, uh, at least the the portion that would allow me to remove that deadly control from his grasp? Unfortunately, my power only allows me to freeze him or unfreeze him. Understood. Very well. How can the Knights of Shenzhen come to your aid? Well, I'm from... Aerialis, which is the that the moon that circles Zim. Which I find Yes, you know, I apparently you find terribly interesting, judging by the silence. <laughs> anyway. I was about to say I studied that in grade school if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> anyway, uh well see I live up there in you know, a great big castle. And there's some evil ice trolls up there, and they have driven me out of my home and such. Which is not good for me. <coughs> good for them. The biggest part of the problem, though, is that hidden away in my in the, the bowels of my castle, so to speak, there is a, uh, well, there's a box. I, I'm not going to say exactly what's in it, because, well, I don't know you well enough. But, essentially, uh, it cannot fall into the It's okay, hand. everyone has a porn collection, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to be ashamed of. I, I frankly have one myself. I keep it hidden in my cybernetic arm. <laughs> Both Smack Chain Moors look at Blade Star. <laughs> Oh, boy. I told you I needed my private time every... <laughs> In the mirror universe, so, yeah, you are the... porn star, not blade stars. This... <laughs> anyway. Jill, do you have, do you have a sister named... Jill. Do you have a sister named Aurora? No. All right. <laughs> Sorry to say. All right. But anyway, um, they the ice trolls cannot obtain this box so I I need you to come in and help me regain my home and uh, make sure that the the ice trolls don't have enough time to to find uh, to find the box speaking of time <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue chill we are in the midst of a somewhat difficult situation ourselves that we're not Entirely positive how to resolve, but we're ready to do so before we were attacked so rudely by Valamir. I is there I a polite if it's something... way to attack? Why, yes, actually. <laughs> well, you could simply before, step forward, introduce okay. himself, bow, and then wait for us to strike first. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known him to do that, though. I'm anyway. liking this guy. He's he's right up my alley. He's a smart ass. 
<laughs> what is the extent of your... Jill and Lucas. Oh, great. What is... What is the extent of your... What is the extent of your power, Jill? My power is, well, because... chilly. I so can, it only... Okay, I can I freeze think... things, I can make snow. I can make it cold. But you... Okay, then uh, never mind what I was going to request. You couldn't do anything. Okay. I'm um, not someone that you want to uh, ask to defrost anything. I can tell you that. No, we just, uh, through our own, well, one might even say arrogance, caused a village to be destroyed. And uh, frankly, if we could have that fixed, I would be more than willing to go up against Valamir and make that be our favor instead. But I don't think there's anything you can do. So, uh, I, don't really I just much thought I would. one way or another about Valmir. He doesn't bother me up in Arialis. What does that have to do? Well, I'm glad to hear that. Did you misunderstand what I said, Josh? I am. I'm. I'm. Conf- I, I think okay. I understand now. That, now, but yes, I. You weren't terribly eloquent. Because. And uh, I misinterpreted what you were. Well, that's nothing new. <laughs> No, I said... I... Yes, I, I got it now. I got it now. Yeah, sorry, I cannot change the past. But I can make it snow. Well, then the leprechauns that remain can have glorious snowball fights in our absence. <laughs> Lucas looks somber at the remembrance of the destruction of his people. I wonder if any of them go to alive. If I'm the last of my kind, and if I am the last of my kind, I suppose that there's nothing else I can do but tag along with with you lot. Oh, please, God, let there be survivors. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun. Well, yeah, it'll be a blast. If all of Leprechaun Kind was wiped out, save for yourself, Lucas, then you would have at least as good a reason to find Valamir an enemy as we do. I do. Although I I hope that's not the case. Maybe one of these days you'll lose your mind and you'll make me a knight of Shenzhen. That may be sooner than you think. At least the first part of what you said. <laughs> Chill, we find ourselves, and uh, older Smack Chainmore speaks up. Smack, can you shut up for one minute? Oh, sorry. <laughs> older Smack Chainmore says, Chill, we find ourselves somewhat bifurcated in time. They're, uh, the reason that you see more of us here than you expected is because of an accident in time travel that we were seeking to correct. Do you feel that two of each of us would be more of a help than just uh, three of us as a team? 
the choice is yours, but I'll tell you this. The first thing you're going to have to do is sneak back into my castle, I think. And uh, I think a smaller party has a better chance of success than a larger one. Is there a time or a place where we can meet you later on after we've resolved our present time travel difficulty and then take up this quest of retrieving the box from your home? Uh, I fear if we do that, it'll be too late and the ice trolls will have found it themselves. I really do need you to come with me as soon as possible. Smack, shall we do paper, rock, scissors to see who goes? I love paper, rock, scissors. This is my favorite game. I would think that because these people are from our past, that uh, we really should let them get back to what they're trying to do back in the past. Aren't we in their past? We're still in the past. We haven't returned to the future yet, have we? We haven't gone back to the future. We haven't. We haven't gone back to the future. We're still... uh, Back in the time oh, uh, time frame well then, of when they stole the sword from the cave of the mer right. people. However, we do have well then, okay. <laughs> we still have the amulet. Someone there. shut up that little pipsqueak. <laughs> hey, pipsqueak, shut up! Yeah, you too. Toss a sardine <laughs> to uh, Fisher oh. Price. Yeah, the. I think I heard his feelings. Okay, well, then we will get out of your hair, guys. Hopefully, you know, we'll see if there are any other ways we can screw up tonight. So who's coming with me? The present uh, blade star. Past or present versions is what I'm confused on. Or are you all going? (laughs) Well, no. Make a decision. We're going. We're making one. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> You're just not Well actually I shouldn't say Because Anim hasn't stepped in I've, As far I'm, as I'm uh, concerned We should just as, leave these guys As far as past version of the party Or present version of the party I do not have a preference as to who goes Okay My, my yeah. inclination is to send the past version of the party To the cave of our cousin Michael And uh, have them waited out there The problem with that is uh, I would have to take the shield of Zim off of the old version of me so that it's off planet and they're less of a target. We can't take the helmet with us because that would uh, immobilize both Shaylees. So if the past party could agree that they will go back to the cave of uh, our time-traveling cousin... and Maybe we'll I proceed. should go with you and let the present, since I've got the helmet, I can take it off world in the present day Shaylee, and she sends a stony glare in her direction, can go back with the others. That's an interesting point, Shaylee. What do you think, Shaylee? <laughs> uh, she's not a knight yet, says the present day Shaylee. And rather and haughtily the pres- at that. And the present day Shaylee has, uh... And I have the ability to go back in time. And significant battle scars to prove her loyalty and ability. She has earned the right to continue on this adventure. But I want to go, damn it. You will. <laughs> That's the beauty of this. You will in the future. That's the beauty of this. 
<laughs> you'll be again. That's the beauty of it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I hate this time travel shit. Well, take this Retinax 5 and relax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, it, yes. Unless you're allergic to it, in which case, Rami Linnea will do. Smack of the past. Do you agree? Yes, I do. I, from the past, <laughs> I smack Chainmore of the past, hand over this shield of Zim to you. Take it away from this planet and make us less of a target. As per spec. <laughs> we'll still be a target because I'm going with you and I got the helmet. Let's face this it, is, we're screwed either way. This is the, this. We'll be less screwed with less people. And frankly, you'd kind of well, be in the way. Blade Star from the past, do you agree to go back to the cave of our cousin? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as we get this time travel stuff out of the way, the better off we'll all be. And I'm pretty sure my present self agrees with me. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, Shaylee, it's between you and Shaylee as to who accompanies us uh, with Chill to... I'm going on the night, damn it. She starts walking toward the ramp. Are we going to see a stone cat fight? <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. I'm probably not much good to you. No, no, it's not fine. Anyway. I think you guys need to fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Blade Star. I never well, liked you anyway. <laughs> I think a fight would be rather fun. I do too. Oh my god, me and Lucas agree on something. The world's about to end. <laughs> I'm frightened. Well, you've just had a volcano uh, destroy your village, so <laughs> Which, it's just that, that kind of week. You're in huh? pretty good spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a leprechaun. We can only we can only stand being miserable for short periods at a stretch. He makes a sad face for a moment and then smiles again. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> so for the long periods, it's our turn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, Blade Star and Smack. Let's get back to the cave. Be safe. Be well. Screw you. <laughs> and uh, try Lucky Strikes <laughs> while you're at the cave, because Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And you've obviously experienced that a time or two. And you've watched too many old radio shows. <laughs> I What? <laughs> You've watched too many old radio shows, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. In my in this, I'm stoned. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I've made that Does mistake many fritos? times myself. But I just couldn't pass it up. Uh, okay, well. Alright, so, uh, are we leaving? Try to stay out of trouble, I know it's nearly impossible, but try to stay out of trouble, guys. So, are we leaving, or what? Well, as Knights of Shenzhen, we pledge ourselves to help assert justice. And, and I would like to pick up so, a very large, heavy boulder and swing it into the frozen Valamir, but my code of Shenzhen prevents me from doing so while he is completely helpless. 
Well, that and the fact that you don't want the boulder to bounce off at him and hit you in the head. Which would As it likely would, would do. As it likely would <laughs> yeah. do. Very well, chill uh, of Arialis. By the way, for what it's worth, it's chill with a Y. That's so the toy company would be chilly. market winning. No, it's C-H-Y-L-L. <laughs> so the toy company can trade market. Ah, well, there we go. Ah. Uh, come on, you lot. Like, like the sci-fi channel. Uh, yeah, exactly. The stupidest channel. The stupidest name change in the history of anything. Yeah, did you know it is true that S-Y-F-Y is actually a medical definition of syphilis? <laughs> no, I, I kid you not. Yeah. What? I don't know why. And the people who pointed that out just found it by looking it up in Google, so... Marketing people really need to learn how to use the internet more before they start making snap decisions. And spelling anyway, moving stupidly. <laughs> yeah, because in the future, apparently, we are you know we are uh, removing the letters C and I from our language. <laughs> At some point. All right, follow me, and he starts up the ramp, followed closely by Shigali. Okay, I'm gonna follow him, but I have an out-of-character question. Yes. Do we know anything? Of, have we seen ice trolls before? Do we know anything about them? You have not seen them before, and you don't know anything about them, because they don't live on the planet Zim. They live on the moon Arielis. Okay. I just thought maybe we had picked up some information. And Chill does not have a sister named Aurora. He does not. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I'm assuming you're following as well, Smack. I am indeed. Lucas hops on the lion cub's back and rides him into the craft like a horse. What is the deal with the lion cub? I refuse to accept the fact that he's just the lion cub. There's something... Or maybe he is just a lion he could cub. Be. It could be a, a deus boarding a machine. <laughs> I don't know, but he's just the right size for me to ride him. We shall. We we will find out. Here, have another, have another sardine. <laughs> and another and sardine. the context yeah. police go ballistic over that last comment. But anyway, <laughs> yes. Please uh, hold. <laughs> We're going to a commercial break for just a moment. <laughs> Open your mind to Dungeons and Dragons computer game from Mattel Electronics. It will lead your imagination down a dungeon labyrinth wherein lies the dragon's treasure. Steal his treasure, but make no false moves. For in Dungeons and Dragons, a dead end is a dead end. Dungeons and Dragons from Mattel Electronics. Only 
and buy this week's glass. Spock lives for just 69 cents with the purchase of a larger medium soft drink at regular price. Your dungeon master has placed you in a dreadfully precarious position. You're playing the most phenomenal game ever created. Your skin grows cold from your first glimpse of the enormous beast. It's a product of your imagination. Survival depends on a quick, decisive move. Your choices are limited. Stand and fight, or run. Use your lightning bolt. Victory is yours. Win the treasure. TSR Hobbies. Dungeons and Dragons games. Products of your imagination. Right, uh, we we are now back from that commercial break, and now back to Captive Souls. Bam, bam, bam. Ah, communicator. Yes. Brought to you by Star Trek. All right, which is so. brought to you by Nabisco, which is made possible Trek. by Lard. <laughs> <laughs> which is brought to you as a byproduct of Tribbles. Okay. <laughs> Which are sponsored in part by... So so what does this ship look like on the inside? Yes, you enter the ship. It's uh, very cold. It's very white. Everything appears to be made out of ice. Welcome aboard. I I don't imagine you have any problem with bugs or anything, do you, Jill? No. Have a seat. Relax. Chill. Oh, yes, God, said. I knew that was going to come into play at some point. <laughs> I was just hoping I was wrong. You weren't. <laughs> no, I was not. There, there are health issues connected with remaining seated on ice for long periods of time, Chill. Uh, how long should we expect this trip to be? Not long. Very good, then. I will not develop piles. <laughs> Have a seat. Relax. Here we go. He uh, flips some switches and the hatch closes behind you all. You uh, feel the ship vibrate and it lifts off and heads out into space. So, Chill, I have to ask, is the engine made of ice as well? Yes, this whole ship is ice. Runs with magic. Well, I would say that's cool, but uh, then I'd have to shoot myself. So that gives you a cold stare. <laughs> As well he should. <laughs> I think the atmosphere in here is getting a little chilly. I'm not falling prey to this <laughs> line of punishment. <laughs> and if well, I do, it's just for the hail of it. I may as well tell the frozen truth. (laughs) One of these days I'd like to get us on a quest that'll get us some cold hard cash, and this might just be the one. And it chills me to the bone to know that I'm trusting my life to magic. Are you done? (laughs) It's no problem. Okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, good. Just wait till you meet my brother, Frosty. Didn't he have a daughter named Wendy? Uh, uh, anyway. All right, after some time, the uh, ship comes to a landing, and uh, 
After flipping a few more switches, the uh, hatch opens and the ramp descends. All right, this is where I leave you. I've got to get away from you. The ass trolls will kill me. I'm hoping they won't be so quick to kill you if you're caught. Uh, Thanks for the vote of confidence. Are we very close to where they are? Not too far. Just walk about a mile that way, he points. Ah. All right. I'll wait here and keep an eye out for you. I may have to move around if any troll scouts come out this way. And your castle is in that direction as well, I take it. That's where the trolls are, is in my castle. Very good. Get them out. Please. Do you know if the troll scouts sell cookies? Because we haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have cookies with frosting. There you go. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what we need for some troll scout cookies. Is Yeah, Okay. Chill, what is the quickest route to the box that you referred to that's in your castle? Uh, but don't worry about that. Just just, just get them out of the castle. We'll do our we best. Will. Thank you. We'll do our best to make sure justice is done. What actually do we see around us? Well, you've exited the ship. It's a lot of snow, a lot of ice, and not a whole lot of anything else. I don't know if I trust him, by the way, just between you and me. Uh, I don't I know don't, whether I'm saying this out of character or in character, because I don't... Um, I, I think he's a bit of a cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> Can we get past the... <laughs> yes, um... Blade Star, I can tell by the look on your face that you don't trust this chill character. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't, and I don't know exactly why. I'm not positive that I trust him either. He's a little bit too eager somehow to get the ice trolls out. I mean, I realize that if he's telling the truth, he would be eager to get them out of his home. I don't know, there's just something in the, the way he's demanding that we get them out. I mean, we don't know anything about him, nor do we know anything about these ice trolls, and uh, I don't know, just something doesn't set right with me. Yes, he referred to them as evil, but they might not be. I suppose yeah. we'll find out soon enough. Are we in a flat, plain, totally featureless landscape, or is there anything like an outcropping of rock or boulder or yeah, just, just, snow yeah, pile? Yeah, lots of snow piles, lots of drifts of snow, sort of like a desert, big dunes almost, of okay, snow I would, everywhere. I would like to select one of the dunes in any direction, I don't care which one, as a target, and attempt a hammer chancine on it. Alright. Uh, what, what are you trying to accomplish? I'm trying to determine whether uh, any of my powers actually are going to work on Orialis or Arialis because Hammer Shenseen um, all requires uh, the gravity of uh, to, to all of my power, my my boots of ground cracking, all these things uh, they draw on the power of Zim, and I need to determine whether uh, a satellite of Zim will uh, afford the same capabilities. Very good. I rolled a six, and my hammer shen scene 
is on the piece of paper I just put away over here. Emerson scene is seven. So I rolled a 13 to use hammer scene on a snowdrift. All right. Uh, it works, but not nearly as powerful as it would be on Zim. You, mm-hmm. just see, you do see the dune, uh, the snow dune, so to speak, flatten, the drift of snow flatten. And as it does, you have disturbed a creature living in it. A large, crap, white, squid-like creature emerges roaring out a high-pitched sort of sound and attacks. Roll for initiative. (laughs) Wow. You had to do it, didn't you? I do like surprises. (laughs) I roll a three. I rolled a four. Uh, and what are your oomphs? Remember, oh. you add your oomphs to your initiative. Five, I think. I rolled so an eight. Nine. <laughs> okay, so what are your totals? Eight. Nine. Eight, nine. Okay, well, the... Uh, oh, and I got a roll for Shaylee. Okay. Uh, the uh, squid-like, white squid, huge, bad creature. Not good. <laughs> Snow squid. Most snow squid. There we go. That's what we're going to call it. Snow squid. <laughs> the snow squid attacks Blade Star. Oh, lovely. Okay. Any sort of evasive uh, uh, measures you would like to take? Uh, yes. I would like to get the hell out of the way. I jump up onto a pile of. Yeah, this is going to go well. I can already tell. I jump up on a pile of snow in order to evade. Alright, agility. Okay, I rolled a total of 15. Alright, the snow squid comes after you, swinging its tentacles, which you notice as it gets close, have large, razor-sharp claws on their tips. Swings at you, and you leap up onto the snowbank, just narrowly avoiding it, the... Claws on the end of, tent- of its tentacles makes gashes, slashes in the snowdrift upon which you stand. And you realize that, that if that had been your flesh, it would have been bad for you. <laughs> Alright, uh, Shaylee goes to attack the uh, squid. She's swinging her stone arm. Because she has nothing else to attack with. And, uh... Yeah, that's not good. Um... The... The... Frigid temperatures here has had an adverse effect upon her stone arm, and... Well, it disconnects from the rest of her body. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, it lands in the snow uh, near Blade Star's feet. Obviously, Shaylee found the snow squid quite disarming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Somebody had to say it. That was bad. Or, actually, nobody had to say it, and probably nobody should have, but I did anyway. All right, Smack. Or wait, yeah, Smack was nine, right? Uh, I was oh. eight. Okay. I'm, I'm nine. Really? You look older. 
I. <laughs> Thank you. We need that that Mark Kinney sound that he has. Yeah, that was for... a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. Uh, anyway, you you with the nine may go, and you okay. with the eight will go after. It is okay. time to make some snow squid sushi, and I take my sword out and, uh, in a very straightforward manner, unlike all the. 80s things where they don't seem to attack very often. I swing my sword at the squid. Actually, I guess that that no uh, that nonviolent thing only usually applies to the human characters because the 80s cartoons are racially or speciesly, I should say. Specially. Specially, uh, <laughs> Homo sapien centric. Anyway. So I'm going to roll my... S- and what are you trying to do? Just slash it with your sword? Is that the... Yeah, I'm trying to slash off its tentacles. All right. Or a tentacle or whatever. If I can get more than one, I will, but I doubt I can. Okay, the sword is six. And my roll is seven, so that'll be a total of 13. All right, you swing your sword... The snow squid tries to move out of the way and is not quick enough. You slice off one of its tentacles. However, from the stump, a spray of a viscous, foul-smelling liquid, which is a dark purple in color, sprays out and coats you. Lovely. Does it smell like fish? It smells like a cross between rotting fish and skunk. Oh, God. I think Blade Star's reaction would be something along the lines of... (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be pretty much anyone's reaction to something like that. (laughs) Smack, you are up. Looks to me like it's time to put on my snow chains. Uh, <laughs> love it. I am going to use the electric chain of justice to turn this snow squid into slush. Need to roll a die to do that, so do it. Here we go. An eight plus a seven, fifteen. Now your electric chain of justice does not call upon the power of Zim in any way, from what I remember. Is that correct? Uh, in my description of it, I don't believe it does. Gravity Grip and Hammer of Shenseen are the two things that call on the powers. Oh, and the boots of ground cracking. All right. Do you uh, swing the chain and manage to uh, coil it around a few of its tentacles? However, its tentacles are very strong, so it whips its tentacles around, and you swing at the end of your own chain. What? <laughs> <laughs> And get the camera ready. It's time for some more art. (laughs) (laughs) You slam into the ground near uh, Shaley's arm at Blade Star's feet, once again making a smack chamor shaped impression in the snow. (laughs) I don't think this is any time for snow angels, (laughs) says uh, Lucas. Why don't I kick in the snowballs? That that could have gone better. <laughs> Take a setback token, and the snow squid is attacking. It goes for 
smack this time, since he's still there. <laughs> what would the... What are, you, are you going to try to do anything, Smack, to avoid the... I will try to do the classic, ooh, roll out of the way, because it's good for the camera angle. And... <laughs> the nimble of nimble, 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 nimbus of nimble. <laughs> God, God. The thing I ever had ever say. If you do that on Third purpose. shot. <laughs> nimbus of nimbleness. Alliteration. I can't help it. I just have to have it. Uh, I have that at a six... And I just rolled a three. Nine. I roll a nine to get out of its way. All right. And the uh, squid uh, tries to um, slash you with its uh, clawed tentacles, and you roll out of the way. You almost, but not quite completely, get out of the way, and uh, your clothes are torn in the process, but not your flesh. Lucky you. Uh, so you still only have one setback token. So, Blade Star, you're up because Shaylee was sort of out of commission with no weapons and uh, missing an arm. Okay. Yeah, Shaylee, when I said no arm would befall you, that wasn't what I meant. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. Well, at least this battle hasn't cost her an arm and a leg. The leg. <laughs> Should I be rolling, like, uh, 1d6 for sand loss or anything here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, okay. those, those are pretty good, actually. Has this stuff that's been sprayed from his tentacular stump done anything other than smell bad? Not really. It's dripping off of you, and it's sort of disgusting, slimy stuff. Right, but it's not... It's not doing so. anything else. It just smells really bad. Nope. Yeah, we're not talking aliens here, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah exactly. no acid, no acid. Okay. <laughs> well, but since I already smell the way I smell, I might as well just go all out. I'm yeah, going to. Yeah, well, it's like a rose in the first place, lad. This isn't much worse than it was. <laughs> I'm going to swing at another uh, tentacle. All right. Ooh. Uh, eight. Uh, you're right, you swing, and you do manage to cut off another tentacle. This time, the... Ten- Did Lucas start game mastering? The, uh... <laughs> this time, the, uh... The, uh... Foul-smelling viscous liquid sprays smack in the face. <laughs> Pig dung and iodine. Not a good combination. Some of it gets in your mouth. <laughs> I quickly jam a sardine <laughs> to try and cut down the taste into my mouth. Well, since there's already rotting fish there, that shouldn't be... <laughs> All right, well, you are up smack. Oh, I do like the chain of justice because it can on occasion. Well, wait a minute. I rolled a damn 13 last time. Maybe his defense was good. I wonder if maybe I can. All right, I'm going to jump this thing. I'm going to leap onto it and try and squeeze it into crap. I'm going to do a bear hug with my arms and try and crack this sucker. On its body, it's, I'm assuming. On its body, yes. So that would be Mickle Might, I think, yes? It well, actually, uh, you know what? Two things, because you're going to have to do nimbleness first to make sure you jump on it, and then oh, all right. to see how much damage you do. Okay. 
12 for Nimbus of Nimbleness. Just rolled a 6. All right. You're on it. Crap. Three. Plus five. Eight. Eight for a Mickle Mike to try and squeeze well, this thing you in. You land Nothing. on its uh, body, which was mostly made of, of its head, like any good squid. It doesn't take much, because its head is very soft and pliant. Oh, I'm not going to like what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you squeeze. And I do. It explodes like an overfilled Ziploc bag. <laughs> More of the foul-smelling <laughs> liquid sprays high up into the air in a geyser, along with thick chunks of something that is probably its brain and bits of its gelatinous giant eyeballs. Fisher Price, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, the uh, the lion cub leaps up into the air and catches one of the eyeballs in its mouth and chows down. You know, Blade Star, I could have gone happily for the rest of my life without ever having seen anything remotely like that. <laughs> the top of I... the creature's flexible skull lands on Blade Star's head like a hat. Oh, jeez. I could have uh-huh. gone my entire rest of my life and not experienced this. <laughs> oh, man. And as Blade Star is saying that he could have gone his entire life without experiencing this, the other eyeball falls into his mouth, quite luckily. <laughs> it tastes He's... like rotting fish, but worse. And he smacks it. Spits it. He he like does the thing and and hawks <laughs> it loogie style off into the distance, where it hits smack in the middle of the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Smack smack chainmore looks up into the sky and shouts. No, that's quite all right, Jill. We're fine. And somewhere far off in the distance you hear, Good! (laughs) You know, this is what I like about you both. You keep trying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. You're a trooper, so there's no question. Any possibility I can um, get hold of Lucas and hold on to him? Like, as in a, in a firm grip. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's I gotta staying, wipe he's this. judiciously out of your reach. I, know, I can't use him to wipe this stuff off. Then. <laughs> yeah, I'd say any chance we had of sneaking into the castle at all has just gone straight to hell. Well, unless unless ice, the ice trolls don't smell very body well. odor. Yeah, unless they have body odor that strongly resembles rotting fish and skunk. <laughs> Which, depending on where they're from, could be entirely possible. But... Oh. You notice Smacks. that of everyone here, the only one who is completely clean and unharmed is Lucas. Yeah, and I throw the little skull hat on top of his head. Oh, I've been using a new hat ever since I lost the other one at the first battle. 
I'm grabbing one handful of snow after another and attempting to scrub myself off uh, as best I can. <laughs> yeah, I, Starting I with the same. areas that aren't covered by clothes and moving on. All right, well, you do the best you can, but the stuff that came out of the squid is sticky and thick and syrupy, so you can only get so much of it off. So, so hey, we've, just uh, been squirted, we've just been squirted by ink <laughs> that smells like uh, smells like skunk and rotting fish, okay. Yes. You notice that in the midst of your, your or in the uh, cracks and crevices of your armor smack, there are bits and pieces of the squid's former brain. How pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) The lion lion cub comes over and starts licking it off of your... There you go. That's what I was trying to get him to do. No, no, not not, not there, Fisher-Price. Not not there. No, no, no. Well done, Fisher Price. Move on to move on to our friend Blade Star and try and get some of this purple goop off of him as well. This is if HBO did an '80s cartoon, by the way. This yeah, uh, apparently it is because we <laughs> jumped that shark long ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to test out Hammer Shenzhen. I didn't want to wake this sucker up, but. What the hell? See what you, know? you did. Now you've cost me an eye. I am now an amputee. I hope you're happy, Smack. On the plus side, Shaylee, you smack now happy, have a weapon. That's the case, maybe. Sorry. On the plus side, Shaylee, you now have a weapon. My own arm. Great. <laughs> she picks it up and hefts it like a club. I was just going to say, join the club, Shaylee. <laughs> Your uh, arm, my own weapon of choice, myself. Screw you. <laughs> now, you now you're armed. <laughs> <laughs> now you're armed, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey. She's not. She's not bleeding or anything, right? It's not just like this raw, disgusting bleeding. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's got pebbles coming out of her stump right? and hitting the ground. Oh no, she's not stone anymore. Never yeah, mind. It's like it's sort of like it was cauterized. All right, that's good. I think it's been a pretty gruesome end. Quarterize <laughs> makes it like it turned that she's got a coin that's filling the gap. A twenty-five cent piece. <sighs> anyway, we have no mercy, no mercy yeah, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do I reset to zero setbacks on? Uh... Yeah, setbacks back to zero. Okay. And. Uh... We, uh, I'm assuming you're continuing on your way to the castle. Uh, are we? <laughs> like I said, yeah. we've just lost any chance in hell of sneaking into said castle, more likely than not. So I'm wondering if we shouldn't try to... F- I guess we have to. We don't really have much of a choice. Time is of the essence. And, uh, and hopefully we'll run into a fire-breathing... Well, no, even that wouldn't help because it's not that their clothes are cold, they just stink. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a bit of both. We really need to find the dryer sheets equivalent of an alien so we can get rid of this. Dryer uh, sheets. 
<laughs> That's not something you hear every day. <laughs> or any day, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> Dry sheet equivalent. All right. Yeah. That should be the uh, name of this episode. <laughs> the dryer sheet equivalent of an alien. <laughs> and other stories. Of Arialis. Alright, why don't we reconnoiter in the Wait a minute! Of- Holy hell! I've got an idea! I'm sorry. Yes, okay. please do. I have my one-shot thing, which I can do. No, no, I can't. I was going to uh, spring forth out of my arm and air freshener, but then I realized that would just make us smell like rotting fish, skunk, and Febreze. (laughs) Perhaps a (laughs) flamethrower? Yeah, that might... You know, I think that's what I'm going to do, actually, because that could come in handy in a climate full of uh, nothing but... Nice chance seen by another name which smells sweet. Yes, and I feel I'd smell sweeter and feel cleaner if I were to step into a fireplace right now. And Lucas, you better shut up or I'm going to stab you with a Shakespeare. Okay. Jeez. Yes, we figure if we put enough of these in, people's ears will bleed, and then we'll get sued. So hey, why should I be the only one? <laughs> <laughs> Let us move further out onto the thin ice, my friend. That's right. <laughs> or we could sit down here and protest over having been left to our fate at the tentacles of the snow squid by Chill, who departed so quickly and gleefully. No, we should go toward the castle. I want to see these ice trolls. Very well, then. We shall opt not to freeze to death, waiting for his help. <laughs> <laughs> and right. so we proceed. You proceed. We're reconnoiter. And just as the castle comes into sight, a group of small, uh, about four feet tall, Creatures appear before you, all heavily armed, and you assume they are trolls. Halt! One of them says. I stop. (laughs) State your business. How do you do and shake hands? We are the Knights of Shenzhen. We have been called upon to uh, investigate exactly what you are doing here at this castle. The Knights of Shenzhen? They look a little doubtful. We've heard of you, but we didn't think any more of you existed. Well, I admit right now we're not the most attractive (laughs) bunch. I think attractive at all would be more accurate. (laughs) (laughs) You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. Do you like Italian? Would you like Italian? No. <laughs> God. There's just no hope. There's no hope for any of us. <laughs> My sister's got weird taste in men, though, so you never know. Maybe she'll find you more attractive. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. 
Indeed so. We are Knights of Shenzhen, and for a, a good long time, we thought we were the last of the Knights of Shenzhen, but I'm guessing that there are more, though we've never met them. I am Smack Chainmore. And I'm Lucas the Leprechaun. I'm the newest Knight of Shenzhen. So I am. Hey, you are not. I. You are not. I, I'm an honorary Knight no. of Shenzhen. Lucas is neutral to the Knights of Shenzhen. And I am called Blade Star. And I am a Knight of Shenzhen, as is my friend here, and as is not the uh, little runt there. I don't think I've ever and, been so complimented. Thank you. And uh, the disarming one over there is uh, named Shaylee, and she is the newest knight of Shenzhen. The Lion Cup, however, <laughs> the Lion Cup, however, yeah. is not a knight of Shenzhen. <laughs> is a strange being that sprung from our collective minds, so we assume. We could regale you with stories for hours that would confuse you and aid you in no way whatsoever in determining our intentions. Uh, do you have any way of proving that your Knights of Shenzhen? I pull out my Knight of Shenzhen ID card. <laughs> and, no. I was just thinking that. It's like, let's see, what, can, what do you put clip on the pocket protector corporate ID? <laughs> 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 What, what uh, sort of proof would you require? Why would we lie about being knights of Shenzhen, first of all? <laughs> Particularly uh, considering... Well, let's face it, it's not very convincing at the moment. I mean, you're... Well, look at you. <laughs> he pinches his nose. Have you had uh, no experience with the snow squid? Yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them out here. Well, then you know that when they are injured, that uh, this is what they do. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a night of scene I would expect to be doing it. <laughs> However, uh, I'm not I would totally discounting it. I just think that before we uh, take you to see the Duke, that uh, maybe you should prove you are who you say you are. Well, now, wait, 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 wait a minute now. This is not how this is supposed to go. We were told you are evil ice trolls and. You know, if anyone needs to be proving their credentials, it is you, because apparently you have invaded Chill's castle. Chill? They look blankly at you. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, he has this spherical ship. He's... Yeah, I had a feeling I was probably right about that. Okay, never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Who does this castle belong to? Let me rephrase the question. Who did this castle belong to? Wait, how long ago did he say they came to attack? It's always belonged to the Duke of Arialis. For as long as I can remember anyway, and I'm pretty freaking old. And are you... We are assuming based on your appearance, which is very narrow and shallow of us, Game Master, we are... <laughs> We are assuming that you are uh, ice trolls. Is, is that a correct assumption? We prefer vertically challenged. No, I'm not saying you're short. I'm saying... I know, I know. Yes, we're trolls. 
Nothing wrong with that. Some of my best friends are... Tr- no. <laughs> Actually, I, they're, they're not. I've, I've never met one of you before in my life. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. You have any proof that you are who you say you are? I'm sorry. I would assist in this interchange, except I'm busy feeling this pointy, pointy point that's growing out of the top of my head. What? <laughs> <laughs> I whisper sideways to Bladestar and Shay Lee. I feel quite the fool, my friends. Uh, I think we've been played on for saps in a in a very big way. I was afraid of that. I'm not 100% positive, but just being left to die at the hands, or rather tentacles, of a snow squid mere moments after being dropped off by chill. I mean, I had my suspicions before. Seem... Yeah. They seem and to have more exactly. than nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. We don't you have any proof. You are who you say you are, but... We'll take you cast. Well, anyway. can you recommend uh, what would con- let's let's ask you what would convince you that we were knights of Shenseen? Well, I don't know if you've got something that would be unlikely for anyone else to have, but the knights <laughs> of Shenseen. Oh hell! Show well, him the sheep. I carry the shield of Zim. Ah. I have an electric chain of justice and boots of ground cracking. The shield of Zim. We weren't even sure that existed anymore. It is being very hotly hunted for. That was stolen from us millennia ago. Stolen from you? It was. Were there any other items that go with it that were stolen from you? A sword and a helmet. Indeed. We had all possession of all of them for a while. That's how we got here to Arialis in the first place. That makes perfect sense. That's made the most sense of anything all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at any rate, we have been trying to keep the sword, the helmet, and the shield from falling into the hands of known evildoers. In particular, Fantra and Valamir. Are you familiar with those names? Not Valamir, but uh, Fantra was the evil bitch who stole them from us in the first place some thousands of years ago. <laughs> hmm. And I just spit all over myself. I think... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, it'll freeze into a hard candy shell. Do you have any kind of proof of what you say? Because... This is very contrary to what we have believed for most of our lives. So before we act on this, we sort of need to know whether or not this is true. Well, I don't personally have proof, but maybe if you meet with the Duke, he'll be able to convince you. Fair enough. We're just scouts out here patrolling, and, you know, we saw a commotion over there with, well, I guess it was a snow squig, since you smell so bad. We came out to investigate and found you. Yeah, about that. Is there any way we could get cleaned up first? If we're going to be meeting a duke, I would much prefer to be more presentable than I currently am, and I think I speak for Mr. Chainmore and company when I say that. Uh, you're welcome to... Uh... 
Stink. You're welcome to get cleaned up first before you meet the Duke. Then we would be honored to accept your help in getting to the castle and meeting with the Duke, attempting to clean up first. Please, right. we'll follow you. Well, let's get a move on, since it's already 635. Step to the snow, step to the snow, step to the snow, step to the snow. Uh, all right, so you guys, uh, you go to the castle, you follow them, they uh, show you each to um, some uh, guest rooms where you are able to get cleaned up, and they even give you some fresh clothing that uh, almost fits, but it's a little too small for you. You can choose to wear that or stay in your smelly clothes if you wish. I don't care. Is there any water available oh. that's at least at room temperature? Any what? Or hotter. Water available oh, at yes, room temperature yes, yes. hotter? Okay, cool. They've given you all kinds of stuff. You can bathe and do the whole shebang. Okay. We make quick ablutions and get ourselves as cleaned up as can be cleaned up. All right. Once uh, that... And I, I, for one, will wear the new clothes they provided, small though they may be. All right. The uh, trousers end at your knees. (laughs) And the shirt on you is a midriff. Just letting you know. Yes, but it doesn't smell like rotting fish or skunk. <laughs> well, while I was bathing myself, I was soaking my uh, garments of whatever I had in whatever water vat they provided. All right. And did you put them back on when you were done? Yes, I squelch now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't smell like pig dung and iodine. All right. All right, uh, so uh, when all is done, uh, the uh, some troll guards lead you to a uh, large room. It is a library of sorts with a thick rug on the carpet. There's a uh, bookcase along one wall full of books. There is a uh, sofa upon which uh, you can sit. And they instruct you to wait, and uh, the Duke will be with you uh, in a while. Okay, thank you. I sit on the sofa since that's what a sofa is designed for, as you pointed out. I look at the books along the walls or on the shelves or whatever. Can I read uh, any of the titles on the spines in any language? Roll a perception roll, please. Ooh. Eleven. While you're looking at the books, Lucas goes and sits on Bladestar's knee. Tell me a story, won't you? (laughs) Okay, that was handy. (laughs) There once was a little leprechaun with annoying delusions of grandeur who got pulverized in a fit of exceptional strength by a very attractive man. I love horror stories. I was in a whole series of horror movies in a past life. Oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, so I don't recognize anything on the titles. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there are there are thousands of books on the uh, bookcase, which spans an, an entire length of a very long wall. And uh, you are lucky enough that uh, one catches your eye. The spine 
Well, the text on it is uh, in a language you don't understand, also includes the same symbol that was on Chill's chest of the snowflake. Hmm. I would like to pull that book off the shelf and open it. As you pull the book off the shelf, the bookcase slides to one side, revealing a staircase that leads down. What happens if I push the book back where it belonged? The bookcase slides back into place. I leave it alone. <laughs> but Blade did you, Star, did you see that? Out if the staircase appears, I did. All right. Wow. Interesting. Uh, it is, but I still think we should read that book. I don't know that it actually is a book, but just a switch. That's actually a. I guess that's, that's a technical was... question. Do, 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 do I? Is it literally <laughs> something that I can pull off the shelf as a book? Or oh yeah, it's it a book. Really it's is... a book. It is a book. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's not like a fake book. It's an actual book. Just oh. when it when you pulled it off the shelf, the bookcase slid away. Well, okay. Blade Star, if I pull it off the shelf and open it to look at it, then our hosts will know that we know quite a bit more about this room than perhaps we should. We could buy well, our time. Or I have a better idea. Yes. Or a different idea, not necessarily better. Um, At this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still over. My skin is still tinged with purple from squid ink. Shay, I don't accept anything from anyway. Shay Lee uh, speaks up then and says, well, you know, you can pull it off, and if we get caught looking at the book, I can use my amulet to send us back in time by just a few minutes to put it back before no. we get caught. Uh. <laughs> Does the word no ring any bells? No. I am... I. <laughs> I, if I had never traveled back in time again, it'll be too soon. Fine. It was just a suggestion. I, oh, yes. I have to admit, Shaylee, I would be far more comfortable if we were to use that standard <laughs> only one. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that would be Fisher-Price, Shaylee. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not me. I'm sorry, Blapestar, you said you, your idea was what? Uh, well, I thought we. I'm going to pull the book out, and as I'm pulling one book, I am moving another book to fill the vacancy of the book with the snowflake symbol. All right, you do that, but it makes no difference. The bookcase slides over, open anyway, revealing the staircase once again. What the hell? Okay. Okay, I move the book so that there's no so there's no there's nothing I move the book that I had um back where it was and I look back to see if I can see any kind of a switch or lever in the spot where the snowflake book was. There does not appear to be any. There's no mechanism of any kind. It just looks like an ordinary bookshelf. Huh. Weird. Um. Damn it, because that's the only link we have to chill, and I'd really like... Why does that sentence sound so funny to me? Uh, I'd really like to read... 
<laughs> Toss a sardine, Fisher Price. He munches it, more, and then I've only got uh, two sardines left. He <laughs> munches the sardine, cocks his head, and then before anyone can stop him, he starts descending the stairs. Which is the game master's way of saying, "Look, damn it! I'm throwing you a bone here." Take it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I suppose you'll have that. Um, well, we have the book with us anyway. That's true. We'll just, we'll, we'll just know that we. I'm assuming know we still haven't opened the book. Is that correct? I haven't looked inside the book at all. No. All right. Just checking. However, <laughs> all right, why don't we open the book? Point. Uh, we can either. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll open the book. The uh, book has many pages of text that is uh, in a strange language that you don't understand. However, one page near the front has what appears to be a map of some sort showing a series of halls or tunnels or caves or something of that nature. Hmm. In the middle of that uh, particular uh, map, there is a large chamber denoted. And it is labeled with a word that you can read. Zim. Okay. Is the map attached to the rest of the book, or is it just sitting inside the book? Yeah, it's it's a page in the book. Okay. Fisher-Price, come back up here. He continues down the stairs. Hmm. All right. I give Smack the book, and I take off after FP. <laughs> FP. It took me a second yes. to uh, get that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, FP, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> uh, yes, okay. Shaylee, uh, Sh- Sh- would you like to uh, come with me, because I'm going to go downstairs as well, or would you like to yeah, remain why here? not? Let's just all go, shall we? But that will be, be more fun that way. Sure, indeed. Unless, uh, uh, yeah, but the problem is if we all go downstairs, there's no one left to meet the Duke. Yes, Lucas, I wonder... No, no, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think... Lads, 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 don't you think that if they come and we're not there and this bookcase is open and there's a staircase leading down, that they're probably going to figure out where the hell we went? <laughs> yes. I don't think it's going to be much of a surprise to them that we're not here. Do you really? Come no, on. it wouldn't be much of a surprise at all. Uh, putting the book back on the shelf and allowing the shelf to slide over and close while we were all still present would have allowed us to know something that they didn't know we knew. Well, we still can. We don't have to go down the stairs. Well, we you could already just put have. The book back. We could go back Indeed. up the stairs <laughs> and put the book back on the shelf, knowing now that there is a... Oh, shut up. You're, you're an annoyance. Just kidding, you're not an annoyance, you're a cute little pussy cat. Oh, <laughs> uh, step inside. You're a furry uh, little bastard. I step inside and start descending the stairs that the lion cub ran down. With the book in my hand. Okay, I don't so have I to see anything... I don't happen to see anything on the opposite side of this shelf that looks like if I touched it or flipped it or switched it that it would slide the shelf back over into place, do I? Uh, you do not. Okay. Oh, Shaylee, you, you coming along? Yep. 
I'm right Alrighty. behind you. Okie doke. And we descend the stairs. Do doom 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 It gets darker and darker as you descend the stairs. Laser eye. <laughs> Typical eighties cartoon sound there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, eye lighting the way. <laughs> Who's in the lead right now? The lion cub. Not me. Well, no, yeah, after the lion cub, it's Blade Star. Yes. <laughs> I believe it is. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be because that's how we described it. So yeah. All right. Great. So uh, as you're uh, working your way down the steps, <laughs> it's getting darker and darker, and finally you step on a step, which. As your weight goes upon it, sinks an inch with a audible click. Wait a minute! I had my light. I can't see. I couldn't see. the The step was well, like it, it looked just like any of the other steps, and it's like oh, it's okay. getting darker as well. There's an audible click. The stairs suddenly fold up into a <laughs> sort of chute. <laughs> And you all slide down and land in a heap at the bottom. Welcome to the ice castle, Mr. Bond. Cries the cat at the bottom of the pile. Getting smooshed. I intensify the glow of my eye. There's sense you don't hear every day. Yes. You appear to be in a tunnel made of ice. An underground tunnel. Lucas, are you alright? I'm perfectly fine. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) My uh, arm, which I've been carrying around, appears to have lost a finger. Well, we could put that on the end of your nose and that'll at least... Call me Pinocchio. Yeah, well, you know. Screw you, Bladestar. Screw you. I meet you at night, thank you very much. You should be more respectful of my personage. Uh, now what? I gave you your knighthood, and I can take it away, by God. Yes, well, you gave me knighthood, too. You just don't remember. No, I didn't. I said annoyed hood. You're annoying. <laughs> Not knighthood. Though I have taken many risks and braved many evils, I was born into the order. Shay Lee earned her knighthood with many grievous injuries That's and right. continues to pay for it. That's right. In many horrible ways. That's right. Whereas, Lucas, you did not. Can we I see? I paid for it with the cost of my entire race. No, you didn't. They paid for it, if anything. You haven't. Okay, well. Roll a um, hyper-awareness roll, Mr. Bleedster. So it was better than the last hyper-awareness roll, I mean. Not much. Shift seven. That's good enough. Uh, you notice that there's a couple of different tunnels that branch out from here. And it looks particularly uh, similar to a section of... The map you were looking at. I was about to ask you that. 
I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but that section of tunnel over there looks very similar to part of that map that we found in the book. Smack, can you... Yes, open up the book and try and orient ourselves to how these tunnels are, and that one in particular. And you do so. Indeed. I think we should go toward that center section there, pointing. That says Zim, because... uh, Watch well, do. All right. Let us press. I'm sorry. Proceed. I realized there was no more to that sentence after I was already done with my. <laughs> Indeed. Let us proceed. All right. Do you work your way through the tunnels, skipping over some filler that I had planned for the game that, uh, well, is not good to have time for, and I'll use it later. You. <laughs> <laughs> you... Backstage at Cartoon Action Hour. <laughs> this is the Reader Digest version of the tunnel section. Uh, okay. You work your way through the tunnels, and you arrive in a large chamber, the one that is marked as Zim. There is an altar in the middle of the chamber. There is a box on the altar, a white box covered in white fur. Okay, that would be the box that Chill was talking about. Hmm which he did not want us to know what was in it, or am I completely remembering that wrong? No, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm of the current disposition to pop open this ermine footlock As and find out what's inside. <laughs> As am I. Is that what you're going to do? Yes, it is. Yes, I'm going to hand the book to Bladestar, unless Bladestar, you prefer to do the honors. No, go ahead. I hand the book to Bladestar and approach the box and... Lay hands on it and try and flip it open. It opens easily. Inside, there is an ornate silver axe. Is it possible we've discovered a fourth artifact? Not only possible, it seems to be apparent. If it possesses special powers, then we have. We've discovered a fourth artifact. Examining the axe, do I see any inscribing on it or filigree or decorations of any kind? Not particularly, but it is very much in the same style as the sword, the shield, and the helmet of Zim. At that moment... I knew there had to be an at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) An entire battalion of ice trolls, heavily armed, come bursting into the chamber and attack. Why is it that no one's ever pleased to see us? (laughs) Well, for initiative. I roll a one on the die, plus five is uh, six. No, one is a flub. Oh, no, this Ooh, is an initiative. I roll a one. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Initiative. I don't know where my brain was. Six, yes. It, it can be a flub if you want it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll go last. I don't care. Seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, the ice trolls get to the first attack, and they uh, attack all of you. So, everyone prepare your... Um, Dodges or whatever it is you're going to do, they're going to attack a Bleed Star first. I need some room description. <laughs> by the please. way, there's about sure. two dozen of them. By the way, what the hell? Okay, the ice rules. I definitely need some room description then. What's that? 
I need some room description. It's a big, huge room. There's nothing in it but an altar and a box and an axe in the box. Okay, how big is the altar? Uh, the altar is uh, quite large. It's like the size of a... Let's get specific. It's like the size of a oversized dining room table. Okay, perfect. Then I'm going... How far away is it from where... Uh, well, I can't be that far because yeah, you're not that I was far. with... Uh, yeah. I jump up on top of the altar. All right. To get out of the way of their... Agility. Whatever they're swinging at. What the hell? I keep rolling twos. Uh, six. A six. I'm going to use an oomph. All right. That wait, 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 wait. I'm just trying to remember what oomph does. Does it give me an extra... I can re-roll, you right? roll it again, yes. Okay. There we go. Uh, ten. All right. The uh, ice trolls attack you, and you jump successfully out of the way. Another group attacks Smack. What will you do, Smack? I uh, lay down the shield of Zim at my feet in front of me. I put up my hands, and I surrender. And you uh, get slaughtered by the ice trolls. <laughs> take a set. Oh, take damn! A, take a set back, token. So be it. All right. They also tell well, Shaylee. You know what? It is good, though. Adam, you and I were thinking along exactly the same lines. I was going to shout, Well, wait! We're not. We're in somebody else's place, obviously. We're not where we belong. <laughs> we just, like, essentially, we, we, we essentially have acted. their private stash. Or somebody else's private stash. Who the hell knows whether they knew this was down here or not. And uh, uh, this chill guy has played us all for saps, and we're taking the fall for him. All yep. right. So, okay, one setback token on Smack Chain more. That's right. The, uh, the ice trolls, some other ice trolls attack Shaylee. She swings her uh, arm around and uh, manages to knock a couple of them out, but uh, several of them have left on top of her, and she's struggling with them. She falls back into the altar, knocking Bladestar down. In uh, he, he kind of falls half into the big box with the axe in it, because she is, and he, she's kind of on top of him. Oh God! <laughs> wow, it's an awkward moment. In the <laughs> in the midst of all of this, the uh, ice trolls are scrabbling at the amulet around her neck. Oh, good. <laughs> There's a strange moment when colors and light begin to swirl all around the lot of you. What the hell? We're being beamed somewhere. <laughs> you feel a similar sensation as to the last time you traveled back in time. I'm going to quickly try and grab onto either a leg or a limb or an arm or somebody that happens to be touching this whole thing. So I have physical contact with either a, a troll guard or Blade Star's arm or Shaylee's leg or something. All right. I'm assuming you also probably want to snag that shield. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it that to you as a given uh, because uh, like it's just yeah. well yeah as soon as as soon as I you know put my arms up and saw uh, <laughs> yeah uh, two dozen, and I'm uh, grabbing hold of the axe before we uh, well you're laying on top of it so it doesn't matter. 
You're all, you already have physical well, contact. It does too matter. I want it to come with me. If I'm just laying on top of it, if I go back in time, it may not follow me. You have physical contact with it. That's all that matters. But you can grab it if you okay. like. Sure. No, well, I can no, if I don't need to, I, I won't. I just so just the uh, sure the, the struggle between uh, the trolls and uh, Shaylee has caused an accidental activation of the amulet. There's uh, the swirl of light, the and colors, and uh, suddenly you find yourselves all in a huge heap. Shaylee, Blade Star, Lucas, the Lion Cub, Smack. No ice trolls. You are, no ice trolls. Uh, really? You are all um, now in the middle of a busy square. A very busy, bustling square in a. Uh, city of uh, some sort. It is very, very hot here. The uh, shield and the axe are both in your possession. And there are all sorts of people milling around. No one's taken particular notice yet of your sudden appearance in their midst as it's a market day and there were stalls set up all along the, uh, the street. Okay, when you say the square is busy, are we talking danger of being trampled? Uh, not, not particularly, no. I mean, people are walking around okay. you, but it's, it's a busy, bustling city square. Well, I think despite the not really comment, I'm going to get to my feet to avoid the possibility of being uh, stepped on. All right. Smack, would you please and... roll a perception roll? Okay. Okay, dope. Okay, you may be about to answer the question I was going to ask, so... Uh, what's that? What was your question? Are these people, hum- are these people human, or are they troll? Uh, no, they're human. Okay, I thought so, but I wanted to make sure. I roll a four. You notice, because it's pretty hard to miss, that on the, <laughs> on the far side of the square is a familiar-looking pyramid... Okay, so we are in the... Yeah. Captain, the chronometer's running backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Make way! Make way! Make way! A soldier is coming down the street ahead of a procession. Uh, Move off to one side and drag the fur-covered box with us. The box didn't come with you, just the axe. Okay. I'm going to move off to one side. Does anybody have the amulet? Yes, I still have my time amulet, yes. How the hell did that happen? I mean, I'm glad it happened, but... They well, it was in the struggle. I, I tried to make that clear. In the struggle with the ice troll, she accidentally set it off. Oh, oh, okay. oh, okay. I, for some reason, had this vision of them taking it from her no, no, and no, no. using there, it. There and was then... the big struggle, and they were kind of trying to pull it away from her, and they, they were fighting. Right, I got you. It accidentally I just misunderstood. Okay. Okay, and cool. uh, the procession goes by. There's a large, ornate chariot in the lead. A much younger and less mummified Fantra is riding in it. She catches eye, catches uh, her eye. What am I trying to say? Catching her eye. Now you're starting to like me. Or the shield, <laughs> an axe that you are carrying with you. Halt! She cries in alarm. Seize them! 
The guards swarm over you. To be continued. Blade Star, we should open up a hot dog stand. We'd clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get the feeling I've experienced this deja vu before? <laughs> so just to make sure that I made that perfectly clear, you realize that you are back in time before yes. uh, Fanfred died initially. Mm-hmm. Yes, I gathered that much. All right. Back when and Zim also, was more now, populated. And also on the surface of Zim, not Aurealis? Right, yes. Okay. All right. You're in the desert, because oh. that pyramid is well, the one that yeah, you were, were in in the first episode. That's right, yeah. Right, I thought so. Okay, so yeah, that's... Well, at, least I got to, at least I got to be captured by somebody today. Wait a minute. That hmm? means that our time... Well, I guess it already did. Never mind. I was thinking our, that means our time amulet also travels us through space. Why am I talking like William Shatner right there? Yes. Yes, but it did, it did that <laughs> previously as well. That's, yes, that's what I said. I, it, we had already established that fact. Yes. <laughs> we have. <laughs> For the love of mankind, we have. Oh. <laughs> uh. For the sake mm. of all mankind, I'm I will fine. have a small sprite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you need to check that out if you haven't uh, done so already. The McDonald's Patrick Stewart. I think oh, if you I just Google McDonald's. I did. I saw that. <laughs> That's such Excellent. a bad, bad impression, but it, it's what makes it hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was trying to do a good impression. At least I hope he wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, So, moral of the story. Oh, God. For once, I can't think of one. Kids, if you're out playing, or you're on your way to the store, or you're coming back from a Troll Scout meeting, (laughs) never accept a ride from any stranger that says, Hey, can I give you a lift? It's very, very dangerous. You know, that's a very good point, Smack. That's exactly what happened with us when we encountered Chill. We accepted his ride, and look where we've ended up. Yeah, about the same place you end up at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least screwed over. Why can't we not get rid of him? Accepting the word of Chill just at face value was the second biggest mistake I made today. And what was the first, Mac? Trying to bear hug a snow squid and being <laughs> successful. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a bear hug, that'd be a squid hug, wouldn't it? Point taken. I stand corrected. And I sit in squid juice. And I say the moral of the story is... Look what happens when you refuse tonight, a leprechaun. <laughs> you only get what you deserve. <laughs> the the Look, enemy have, of your enemy is not necessarily your friend. Yeah. And we didn't say we wouldn't knight you. We just said that you needed to earn your knighthood. But we're getting off the subject of the moral. I tried to make. Some sort of veiled comment about my height. <laughs> saying I have to grow into my knighthood. What are you saying? 
It's not very nice. I'm making a comment on your height. Yes, it has nothing to do with you actually earning your knighthood. I'm actually just making a comment on your short stature. Screw you, Blade Star. Screw you. It seems to be the running theme of the episode. <laughs> oh, gruesome. <laughs> All right, so feedback on today's adventure. Which I was good. I'm curious to see where it's going to go because I'm thinking if we're lucky, we are here before she stole the uh, sword and shield and helm. Remember, this and we is can thousands maybe... of years in the past now. Remember, right? But I'm sure they are still around, and maybe we can. <laughs> I don't know. We need to figure out what it's that... convoluted since we introduced yeah, time I... travel. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, this, this, uh, it stepped off of the bread knife. This story stepped (laughs) off of the bread knife and onto the corkscrew. The instant we entered the cave of that Weisenheimer that had the robots guarding him, yeah, (laughs) and said, "I'm an ex Knight of Shenzhen, and I have a toy for you." (laughs) <laughs> it just, you should have said it, up yours and left it at that because yeah, it, this thing's it, been nothing and but Super trouble. Bowl crazy since then. <laughs> it was like taking a Super Bowl and just flinging it against a stone wall in in, a, in an alley. <laughs> it's just like wow. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh. I wonder if you can still get those. Those are cool. Those Super Bowls. They, they were dangerous when I first got them. <laughs> they were. They were. I mean, they you were like literally you know, take somebody's eye out with one of those. <laughs> yeah. They were. Now they're kind of like soft. I think mostly, but the ones that we got Not when the they first saw. came out in the '60s, they weighed like a half a pound, and they were really <laughs> dense, really hard black rubber, and you could do some serious damage with those suckers on the bounce. Well, but the nice thing was, if you ended up breaking a window with it, it would bounce back to you, so you still got to keep your Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we got the trademark um, character-shaped impression in something in this episode. Yes, well. yes. That had to happen at least once. Yeah. Actually, I thought you were going to do it with Blade Star first when the snowball ship ramp came down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But, um, yeah, at least Blade Star, uh, yeah, Smack Chainmore got to put some kind of art in there. And, and Shay Lee got a little chance at doing it too with the arm. That's right. The uh, castle. That's too fun. I love playing Lucas. <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> <Apparently>. you do. <laughs> I realize it's at your expense, but he's just too much fun. <laughs> yeah. I think Lucas says what you're actually thinking half the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Which just goes to show how completely inept we are. I would be interested in uh, hearing a scene where Lucas and Shay Lee are stuck together in some situation. <laughs> <laughs> just just to hear Josh go on. Uh, Sniping at, at each least, other. At least for a couple of minutes. That would be fun. <laughs> well, the request is duly noted. That would be funny. All right. So we're thousands of years. I'm trying to remember now all the stuff we've learned about the Shenzhen history and all that. So if we're thousands of years, because 
Well, we'll just have to wait and see. What happens? Well, Chainmore's history is that he's a dork. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're, it doesn't long before we're around, but I mean, we know we are descended from the original knights of Shenzhen. <laughs> so, uh, so if they saw somebody come along and maybe uh, do some damage to somebody that's their mortal enemy, do they automatically trust them? At first, I did it. I did it first, and it was. It didn't take long for me to, of course. We were already at Orealis before I decided, gee, there's a whole bunch of things I didn't consider before getting on this ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the way I rationalize that is we are the last of the Knights of Shansin, and we haven't really had to do anything. And so we're a little rusty on things like considering all the options before we jump in. As much yeah, as we like true. to talk about how we are uh, these brilliant knights, we're actually kind of learning as we go. It could be relatively early in our. Well, so there's not a whole lot of people on Zim, so you you haven't had a lot of uh, you know social interaction. Exactly, you're socially best, inept. Yeah, the best part is, even if we get totally like obliterated and killed and are left back here in the past, there's still a smack chain more and a blade star and a Shaylee back on, uh, back in Zim's future that can proceed. And get tired of waiting for us and just carry on the legacy. That's right. Your past selves are in the future. Now, see, that's the thing. That brings up the thing that Mel was talking about, even with time travel things in general, is the fact that technically if we are killed in the past, then we wouldn't be around to be born in the future. So we wouldn't have two of us because we would never have been born or we would be already just die before you were born. Oh, good God. I'm my own grandpa. Okay, I'm going to stop this train (laughs) where it completely rolls off the track. Your personal future could be the timeline's past quite easily. Right, I think I actually understand that. Okay. Yes, That was the whole Terminator thing when, when they sent Kyle back in the first movie. And he dies in the past. It's not that he will not be born. It's just that his death will occur in the timeline before he's born. But to him, it's after. So, Right. And he becomes his commander's okay. father. Well, I'm glad yes. you guys enjoyed the game. Hey. It was <laughs> I, I enjoyed Chill. Chill was fun. Yeah. Oh, our favorite. He's still around there somewhere. Our favorite Georgia Peach. And it was good to. <laughs> and it was good to not actually have to watch uh, Blade Star get his um, head blown up by a remote control. Yeah, yeah I thought that ended it rather nicely. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Remember, the Velomir still has that control there. Yes, I attempted to get it away from him, but circumstances prevented it. Oh, I'm not worried. He's thousands of years in the future. I'm Although, not worried either. Although, he might be here. Oh, my. Yeah, because that happened many years ago. Uh, If I remember my Captive Souls backstory correctly. He also is very old. Yes, indeed. 
Fanter could be part of the political what's-its that's helping him conquer the system, even where we stand. Or not. (laughs) Yes, and those guys may or may not be Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Josh, that was a joke from the last game that I was that I'm running. Hollowworth Expedition. Yeah. There was a quick slip where there were perpetrators inside a house and there was a quick <laughs> slip early on where he referred to the Nazis as being here, here and here, but we weren't supposed to know that they were Nazis. So we spent the rest of the game <laughs> referring to them as uh, and on the third floor we hear the banging of the guy that may or may not be a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. I, well, you know, I figured I, oops, I screwed up. Might as well, you know, make the most out of it. Yeah. It, was, yeah. Yeah. it expanded to may or may not be a Massachusetts Nazi. because <laughs> <laughs> they're in, yeah, because they're in Massachusetts at the moment. Um, <laughs> All right. Good, good. Yep. All right. Well, uh, it, there was certainly a lot of action in that hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than one hour. Cool. When do we want to uh, go for uh, next meetup here? I'm good with next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, nineteenth. Or do you have your thing next Tuesday, Eric? You have your once a month uh, Tuesday no. thing. Nope, that'll be on the fourth Tuesday of the month. Then nineteenth okay. is good for me. Week from tonight. All right. Yep. Oh, good. Very good. Oh, maybe maybe next <laughs> maybe next week we can. <laughs> Kick some sentient ass. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. We'll find out, I guess. But uh, in the meantime, very intricate. Lots of twists. Very yeah. twisty. Yeah, this is the first time in a long time where I have no idea where it's going to go from here. It's like usually, I mean, not not to say that I've predicted what you were going to do completely, but... Usually I have some idea of where it's going to go. I mean, I have ideas where it could go, but I have no idea where you're planning on taking this, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, i got to admit, standoff with Valamir ending with the visit from the Iceman from Outer Space is the last <laughs> possible thing I would have expected. Well, good. I, I okay, to... that's right there. That is the name of the damn episode. <laughs> the Iceman <laughs> from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> That's friggin' brilliant. There you go. <laughs> well, we'll we'll find out what's up, whether Chill really is a, a scumbag or not, uh, I guess, maybe next week. Yep. In the meantime, Josh, thank you very much once again. Excellent. Yeah, Josh, thanks. Yep. Awesome. You're welcome. All right. I'll see you guys then um, the 19th week from tonight. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Have a great rest of the week. Take it easy. Take see it you. easy. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And there it was. You know what it was. I don't, because this is a generic announcement that has been repeated. Yes, I'm going to release uh, uh, Gutter Skypes on a regular basis. This is not six episodes that are going supposed to take the, the place of the, the next couple of weeks. No, that's not how it works. I'm just getting these out today because I am so far backlogged and because I can. Uh, this is the method I need to do to use it. There it is. So, once again, sorry about this generic front-end and back-end commentary on the episodes, but it's what I needed to do. 
I hope you'll enjoy your next Gutter Skype episode. If you have the, if you have more on the lineup, if not, then look forward to episode seventy-one. But until then, thanks again, and see you then.